What's up, everybody? It is I, Sigma, and we are back with episode 44 of the BBET Gamescast. I'm joined by Superman Jeff. Hey, what's going on, people? <laughs> as well as Mr. Gamer. Hello there. And Blue Bones. It's your boy, y'all. Did you, <laughs> you guys are watching this? You can see Jeff and Mr. Gamer mocking Sigma on his intro. That's hilarious, yo. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just waiting for it to get old. <laughs> yeah, no. Be uh, don't on. hold your breath. Don't hold nah, your breath. I don't, I don't see that happening anytime soon. <laughs> At least another month. Well, At least another month. <laughs> speaking of happening soon, uh, we'd like yeah, to start man. with what we've been playing for the week. Does anybody want to go first? Go uh, first. yeah. Oh, I was gonna say so. <laughs> um, on top of like what we've been playing, I wanted to talk about like what we've been catching up on. You know right. what I'm saying? We're in quarantine. A lot of us sitting here at home, um, and we're not just playing video games. A lot of us binge watching shows. So, uh, Star Wars Battlefronts Two. Uh, Jeff and I have been jumping into that uh, again. It's 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 great. Um, they've done a lot of um, updates, but I'm still not convinced it's a top quality shooter. Um, but I do think it's a top quality Star Wars fan game. Um, and that's and, why and I'm loving a, it. There is a difference, right? Yeah, there is. It's like, what are yeah. you focusing on? Like the fan service? Like the yeah. making, like being authentic to the, the crowd that loves the license or, you know, the actual gameplay, which, you know, DICE, they're the people who do Battlefield and it's known as like a top quality multiplayer shooter. So it's weird that they're kind of leaning on one side and then missing the mark on the other half. At the same time, I don't see it as much of a problem. Mm -hmm. Only because I don't take Star Wars Battlefronts 2 as seriously as I do my other shooters um, when it comes to the gameplay mechanics. I do love the character models, all the skills, and how they look. It feels so... It feels like you're in the movies and in the, 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 um, the shows that we've been watching. So... I appreciate that about it, and I don't mind where it's at right now. Um, so, like I said, I'm enjoying it not as a shooter, but as a Star Wars fan game. And yeah, I'm 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 digging it. And I'm digging okay. it. <clears throat> yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, I don't, and I'm not. Uh, <laughs> on top of that, um, I've just been kind of doing the usual stuff. Final Fantasy 14 just had a patch. Um, where they were doing um, some adjustments to the the top gear. I think they added one instance, and they're doing some um, mechanic uh, changes for the base plane. So if you're just starting Final Fantasy XIV now, it's a whole different game. Uh, I'm not going to say a whole different game, but it's different. It's different. Um, they made a lot of things easier while um, still maintaining that um, a, a healthy grind, if you will. <laughs> So um, that's 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 really cool. I've been logging on to that a little bit, and um, as far as what I've been catching up on, my wonderful girlfriend bought me the complete series of Reno Nine One One. Right, um, that, yeah, <laughs> bro, that show is so stupid, and I love it. <laughs> I've been watching that, um, and I'm enjoying it. You know what I mean? Um, and and we we're gonna talk about it, but I think we we ended up skipping it last week. Uh, Midnight Gospel. Right. I've been trying to get through that. So it's it's an yet? experience. No, I haven't finished. Yeah, because I only um, watched feels... episode one so far myself. I watched up to five, but I got to go back and watch them because there's so much going on visually. I don't get to take in the conversation they're having. <laughs> yeah. I think some of that's intentional even, at least in the first exactly. episode I watched. 
It, like, it got it to a point where feels like... so much was going on in the background, and what they were talking about was so kind of like far from it. Yeah, it was like it was, but it was also kind of like Real. I want to say pseudo deep. Like some, yeah, because some of the conversation was like was actually like about oh. real world issues, and then it kind of went into this is. weird trippy like stoner tangent type thing where they, they just got real in the weeds about something that really didn't make a ton of sense <laughs> but then that's when like things were like at a fever pitch in the background so I felt like maybe you weren't really supposed to be taking that part of the conversation that serious the way I look at Midnight Gospel is that <laughs> it's a very um, I, I think people would consider it a spiritual podcast that was animated over <laughs> if you keep watching it. Um, it it's cool because you know they're having this very what feels like a casual conversation in the midst of a crazy situation that typically don't have a lot to do with each other except for a common theme. And the themes are usually something very existential, like they're just talking about death or they're just talking about birth or they're just talking about Christianity or religion, something like that. So it's definitely a good show to... I don't know if I would say like, yo, sit down and watch this. You're going to be entertained for hours. I would say if you're cooking or something like that, <laughs> put it on and like, and you're still going to be entertained. You know what I mean? Um, it's still a good conversation. And the, the, the situations are funny. I think that first episode hit me the hardest. I think it was, it was really good, but it did get to a point. Was that? With the zombies, that was that one, right? Yeah, With the zombies and yeah. little president, yeah, that <laughs> yeah. was a really good one. He was actually talking about um, legalizing uh, legalization. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then they got into, like <laughs> other drugs and all sorts. It was. It's a, it's it was interesting. pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely like I'm not gonna say I agree with everything on that show, but it's definitely good to listen and and hear what they're saying. And um, they have some interesting perspectives that make you kind of double think. But it did get to the point where you know it's done by the same guys who do Adventure Time and um. It's very in the vein of uh, Super Jail and all that. So there's some... Yeah, it can get... I, I, I don't want to say graphic, but I want to say it's... It grosses you out on purpose. I, I don't know what's the word for that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's not even gory either. Yeah, if you remember, just, uh, what was it? Happy Tree Friends? Yes. Yeah, yeah kind of like that's ultra, definitely gory. Yeah, it's like... But it's like for... Not even like shock value, like Blue's saying. Like, it's kind of just... <laughs> To show how far the situation is from the conversation. That's sort of, yeah. that's what that is, yeah. But it got to one point where it was a little bit much for me, and I, I pressed pause. <laughs> so I'm going to have to continue. I think I'm episode six, five or six, the do one we, with the pie. Do you guys remember how I many stopped. episodes are there in total? It's like no. 10? No. But that's a quick look up while you guys are talking. <laughs> But yeah, Midnight Gospel has been pretty entertaining. Um, and yeah, oh, catching up on Clone Wars, uh, or I should say, keeping up with Clone Wars. I think I'm like one episode behind, but this last season has been explosive. Oh, I'm two episodes behind. Oh, you're two behind. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no, this 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 season is is great. It's it's um, explosive. It starts off with action and has really good backstory. If you don't know, I'm not going too far into it, but um, this seventh season actually takes place, I think, at the same time as the sixth season. It's just a different perspective. So you're kind of seeing a lot of things that are happening in the background, how some battles got won, how some battles got lost, and what Anakin was going through. And again, the Clone Wars is a testament on how emotional Anakin was in Episode Three. So. That's all I'm gonna say on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, this this week has been pretty jam packed. Yeah, of course, schoolwork is there too, and that sucks. But um, you know, that's what I've been playing and doing. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> Jeff, you wanted to go? Yeah, yeah, man. 
Um, well, next. Um, so I've been playing <laughs> Transistor again. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you told us about that. Yeah, so I beat that boss. Um, mm-hmm. Kept kind of re- coming back from the ashes, uh, pretty much. So I had to go back and look at my skills because they're skills, which are active abilities. You can equip those to other active abilities and give them um, kind of like um, alternate uses. So like, oh, like in Diablo, when you have yeah. runes on a skill? Mm-hmm. So okay. Can, you can equip another skill to another skill and cause it to act differently. So mm-hmm. like I have a skill where I summon a dog, a like mm-hmm. robot dog. And um, there's another skill that causes things to split. It's like uh, bombs. So I put out this like cluster of bombs. If I equip that to the dog thing... It cluster of dogs? Spawns two dogs. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's sort of like a cluster. <laughs> Yeah, he's getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> like abilities will have a active ability, a passive ability, because you you have passive slots too. Right, so, right, right. So it'll have an active ability, it'll have a uh, alternate ability, and it'll have a passive ability. So it has mm-hmm. its own ability if I use it. If I equip it to something else, it changes that based on what its active ability is. And then there's passive ability. So it was pretty cool. So I played around with that. I wound up beating that boss. I actually got pretty far. I think I beat like the next four four bosses or something. Okay. Do you oh, feel like you're okay. towards the end of that game finally after all this time? I'm fighting this huge boss right now which was chasing me with these tentacles that throughout the map that were coming out the sky. You couldn't fight Oh my gosh. Tentacles. So it okay. seems like a big boss. So right and I opened up like a bunch of doors inside of like her secret room. So pretty much she's a um musician. The main character or the boss? The uh main character. Okay. Red, her name's Red. Mm-hmm. She was gonna get assassinated. She wound up beating the uh beating the guy. Um a sword fell on her. The, the sword is called Transistor. Okay. That's the one Makes that sense. gives her the that checks out. The person who died, his voice got trapped in a sword, so he's talking to her. The entire time off on her um, tips and stuff like that. Um, Didn't he, she kill yeah. him though? Yeah, it's a weird story. I <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the first one to betray her. <laughs> She's fighting back against the organization that was trying to assassinate her. Okay. Um, so Transistor is what I was playing. Um, I got back into Fantasy Star Online. I've been making yep. sure to hop back in. I saw some new. Um, some new clothes dropped. Some 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 cool looking stuff. So you've uh, been um stepping up your cosmetic game I lately. Have. I I gotta give you props I for that. Challenged me a while ago about calling me basic or something. <laughs> I mean, up until oh, recently, all your characters look no. like the default character. <laughs> because what's available in the beginning, I don't. Nah, know. fam. Yeah, fam. nah, you ain't even try. <laughs> Yeah, Before, I feel like you, nowadays, like you don't spend good. like the whole hour and a half in the <laughs> in the character customization. <laughs> I'm getting the gameplay. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, the economy. I'm doing great with the economy because a lot of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, like you got to go in, you got to see what your stuff sold for, mm-hmm. and then once you see, you can collect your money. It doesn't automatically go to your your purse. You got to kind of go in and say, hey, you know, this is what sold. It'll show you how much it sold for, who it sold to. And mm-hmm. then, like, I just made, like, $8 million. $8 million Masetta. I'll go there. Damn, let me hold something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So the, the trick is to look at the gear, see what it's going for on the market, and always go just below. Just below. The the cheapest item. Just a tiny cheapest. bit. But, like, how much below? Are you going, like, but that's like, the like thing, a yeah. single Masetta below? Like, 
fifty. Two hundred or so. Because like that's like that's almost nothing in fancy star money, but like people's heads are just like, well, this is the cheapest one. I'll just get the cheapest one. But the thing is, right? It is the cheapest one, and Jeff's getting the money, and not the other person right. who sold it for one higher. And that's really what it comes down to. We, we yeah. play in the same games in Final Fantasy fourteen, bro. Where you're looking at how many times um, it's been sold. The last twenty sales, when it happened, how much uh, it went for, and how many they bought, like bundles and stuff like that. You really got to play that board. You know what I'm saying? That market board. I mean, that's what Amazon does. <laughs> <laughs> steady flux of money because like these dragon horns i had were just cosmetic they sold for six million alone is that why you're wearing the bulls hat today for the horns no no just no just got the, oh uh, okay shout out shot town oh, oh just and thundercats animals thundercats <laughs> um, outside of that is there a shell that i've been catching i actually started catching back up on atlanta i didn't know oh really yeah. yeah that's a funny I, show I didn't get to the second season, so I watched the first season over. And now yeah. I'm in the second season, and it's pretty good. That Robin Rami, season, bro. Rami, if you ever check out Rami, I love that Rami. show. It is. I yeah, just it's really it. good. It is. Okay. And uh, that's it. Oh, battle! Let me just touch on Battlefield a little bit. We've been playing Battlefront. Battlefront. Battle Star Wars Battlefront Two. I enjoy it. I enjoy yeah. it. I think it's an okay. I think it's an okay shooter. I do like the different abilities each class has. I like the customization for for most of the characters. I do love the way the heroes feel. Like when I play as uh, Anakin, I, I felt powerful. I felt like I was who I was. You know what I mean? Yo, Anakin got a move nowadays. Sorry to cut you real quick. Anakin got a move nowadays where he just sits in the middle field and he just starts charging up. And if you see that man, just run. This run, and then he just does this blast. It takes a long, it's a long cast, but he does this blast, and it just pushes everybody within a large radius away. It is the coolest thing. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) It's the coolest scene that being a trooper or even a droid, and just like, oh crap, it's Anakin, we got to go. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. I think it does a good job at what it does. It does not have very deep combat, Mm -hmm. but it does have. It's to me. I feel more comfortable. I feel I have more fun doing PvP in that third-person scenario as I did in a division. Division. I I'll had give you that. Doing you know PvP in the you know in that game, but mm-hmm. Star Wars, I do. You know, flanking stuff like that. The way the different characters behave. Um, I do think it does feel like something is missing, and I'm hoping to get that right in Battlefront Three when that comes out next year. Um, mm-hmm. And even add private matches. I think private matches would add so much more of a layer to the game. That it, so there are none? There are no, no private no. matches. Now, there are, like, co-op matches where it's, like, you and three other people that go through an AI scenario. Um, you can do um, local um, couch co-op. This is just, you know, right there. But, um, yeah, there's no actual private lobbies. And I'm noticing that a lot with these multiplayer games, especially the recent ones. There's not a lot of private lobbies anymore. Um, and I wonder exactly what that's about. You know, you, you definitely, yeah, you, you see it a lot less than you used to. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I'll look into that. Um, <laughs> no, really, because I, I, now that you've said it, like, I'm curious, like, yeah, why has that kind of fallen out of favor? Like, you know the split screen thing stopped because 
the internet came about and like it costs money to basically split your game in half to have two people play the same in the same world. Yeah. When you and most people just play over the internet anyway. But this, I don't know what the cost saving measure is. But um, I, I can go next if you guys don't mind. Go ahead. Um, I streamed <clears throat> Streets of Rage four with my son That's right. and gamer and blue yesterday, this past Saturday, and mm-hmm. uh, we were using Steam's remote play feature. Which I think is still in beta. Like I don't think it's like a fully fledged thing yet. It does work, which is cool because the game Streets of Rage itself does not have four player online, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's super stupid. Only two players online, but it does have four player couch co op. But remote play allows it to believe that everyone playing over the internet is sitting on the it's same on couch. your couch. Yeah. <laughs> so my my computer is streaming the game out to these guys. Um, I was also streaming our gameplay to everybody else. Um, and the stream was fine. Yeah, like, yeah, as I was looking back on it, the stream is fine. So I can't imagine it was my computer that was like causing the delay because like me and Starboy were still um, playing. Yeah. It must have been Steam is what I'm thinking. When like, that uh-huh. works, it works. Yeah, because like, oh, it yeah, is really fun. good. Yeah. Like, but I when did... it doesn't, it's it's pretty bad. And like for, to to have played remotely with you like that on a beat 'em up, I didn't even really notice much. Oh, it looked really good. Like, lag, but when it did happen, it was like a PowerPoint presentation almost to a slow crawl. I yeah, died but, almost every time when I while I was lagging. I don't know if that was the reason why though. I don't, I don't know what you're getting at. I, I know because you didn't watch the stream. <laughs> 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 but uh, in terms of the game itself. Um, I did get some chance to play it with uh, my coworker Jesse, who actually reviewed it for Escapist, um, mm-hmm. and I like it. Like Streets of Rage was always like a game that um, I was a fan of, like from like forever ago. Like when I was a little kid, like um, yeah. one of our substitutes would bring in like a videotape of him playing Streets of Rage to just show the class. So like it was like <laughs> one of the earliest Let's Play memories I guess I've had, and it was a Streets nice. of Rage and him just. And I, I love watching that. Me and Starboy wait, wait. played it. Yeah, what happened? So this man recorded himself. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, to distract a bunch of like kids when he OG was streamer. coming in. As a, yeah, like it, it was like way back in the day. So like we were we were super entertained by it too. So it worked. But um, yeah, like back last Halloween, me and Starboy were actually going through the old games in the Sega Streets of Rage Classic Edition or whatever. Yep, so yep. it was cool to do that again with him because he was saying like, "Oh, I remember playing this. Oh, wait." This is different. Like, yeah, this is what it looks like a new game, like not like the old one. So he had like yeah. a ton of fun playing that. Like he was actually pretty good at picking up the controls and doing combos. The thing that he was struggling to wrap his head around though was the <laughs> the the special move system. Because yeah. just like the old games, you use special moves yeah. and it your health. So like he was sparing special moves because they're flashier and they do a lot more damage, but then he'd be killing himself in the process, not understanding yeah. you gotta do basic combos to kind of make up the difference yeah get that health back yeah Yeah, that mechanic is new like that that wasn't a thing before you would just have to sacrifice health but they made it like a a comeback system for that and if you use it right it's actually pretty cool because there are some decent combos you can string together with the supers and the the normals and stuff um i will say uh, i don't like that they stuck so closely to the classic feel bro all of them characters look heavy as heck. Yeah, like they, they slow as heck, and it's so hard to move or react to 
anything fast, lag aside. I'm not even talking about the lag time. I'm talking about the time that it was working properly. When you see something coming, you better already be moving. <laughs> yeah, you gotta. <laughs> just, like, that grabs you and throws you. If that was funny. He automatically grabs you. Yeah, the, yeah. the grab thing is kind of dumb too. Like you, it's not you just a walk into Yeah, them. you just have to walk next to the guy, and then it's an automatic grab. Like they didn't need to keep that, but I, you could tell like they kept a lot of these things because that's what the Old Street Rage was, and this is like a new studio who's kind of picking it up, and they didn't want to disappoint all you know all these fervent fans on the internet. And honestly, it seems like a like from what I've been hearing on the internet because a ton of people are playing it right now. They all seem happy. Like I haven't really heard complaints about. Um, Oh, it's clunky. It's slow. It feels old. Like no, people are like, oh, this is what I remember. Like this is Streets of Rage. It's cool. So I guess they did what they set out to do. I'm just hoping if it sold well, the next one is maybe gonna innovate some. Cause you saw a little bit of that with Cherry Hunter. She's like the daughter yeah. of Adam Hunter, and she can straight up run. You know, she can. Uh... It is frustrating watching her playing somebody else. <laughs> so when you're a lawyer or something like that and Cherry just run all over the screen and you're just like, well, I'm going to get there eventually if this boss don't kill me. Yeah, she can do a full-on sprint. And, like, a lot of her yeah. combos, uh, a lot of her super moves don't take that much health. So, like, she, well, I, I, I'm not sure how much damage they do to enemies, but they don't take they as don't. much of her health. So yeah, I guess that's uh, the trade-off. Yeah, her moves are significantly more, like, stun- um, sort of things they don't do a whole lot of damage like her star move it just like goes across the screen and like pushes everyone over but like um, the character that Blue was playing maybe has like oh, yeah. a whole like laser yeah. like that actually that, that really actually um, does something so you know little trade off I suppose I mean it makes sense she's like smaller and lighter or whatnot. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I would look because I I I forgot how much of a fan I am of that genre, especially when they do new stuff in it. Like, cause I always think about Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which is still like my favorite. Yeah, side scrolling beat 'em up. Hundred percent. Like, just I'm right do with you, that bro. with whatever else. Like, copy that formula. Like, like <laughs> make it like RPG. And it's funny because moves and all that. It's funny because Scott Pilgrim is kind of based on all video games. <laughs> so. Yeah, like it's an homage. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Best type of game I think I played like that was the old uh, X Men game for the arcade. Oh Ooh. yes, yeah, that's I, a good I know one. what you're talking about. Yeah, that's a good one too. They what is that called? Check. Sons of the Atom or something? That old. Oh, arcade I had game? no idea. I just saw it said X Men on there, and I could play Wolverine, <laughs> so I was about it. <laughs> or Cyclops. Yeah, you had Colossus, you had Dazzler, you had uh, Jubilee, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good game. They remade that Shaq Fu into a kind of a beat 'em up side scroller too. Yeah, I heard that was horrible. Can, yeah, yeah. Can we not? Can, <laughs> yeah, can I, we not? I heard that was really bad. The first one was bad, and like them re them making a new one was like kind of a big joke. It was just a joke. Yeah, but then yeah, yeah, they it made it a joke, and, it, and then it wasn't funny anymore because the game was bad. <laughs> so, who knows? So other other than uh, Streets of Rage, <clears throat> um, crap. I been playing Gears Tactics. Yeah, um, I actually got to sign the review for it, even though it hasn't, even though it's been out like for a couple of days. So I'm still working on that. It's gonna come out later, but um, um, recently I've been playing like a ton of like turn-based tactics games. Like there's so many actually coming out, and mm -hmm. the the main difference, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the main difference between those and Gears, like well the XCOM like ones where you know you deal with cover and shooting mechanics and stuff. The main difference between those and Gears is the production value because 
it's kind of very very similar gameplay but gears has like that microsoft first party money like it's not it actually looks good yo it looks amazing like there are like what? actual gears like cutscenes in it um like the the enemy animations when they're like they're moving and they're shooting like it feels just like gear like it sounds like gears like all the weapons are familiar and stuff and like you have cool you know tactics like abilities based on like the kind of classes you have and they do have classes like there are snipers there are scouts there are supports and the support guys are the ones who have the chainsaw lancer so like they're actually very strong even though they they can yeah. heal most of the rest of the squad and like i've been having a lot of fun just beefing them up cuz again like XCOM, you would kind of have a character class, and then as that character gets levels, they would just move on to like the next abilities in that class. Like, there's not too much customization in terms of like their skills. You would just okay, they're stronger now, so now they have more of the abilities that this class has. Okay. Whereas in Gears, they have a big skill tree, and you can kind of spec in like four different corners, or you can kind of mix and match, you know, two from each, two or like a little bit of all four, and like they are really cool abilities that really make your your crew feel powerful. But even though okay. your crew is so powerful, they throw waves and waves of locusts at you, which kind of evens up. So, like, every single fight feels like, oh, we're just getting by the skin of our teeth. Oh, if I didn't get that that shot that gave me that 10% chance of getting another action point, everybody would have died just now. So, like, it, it feels just like playing, like, Gears, where they're throwing all these guys at you and everybody's going down. And, like, it, it's a lot of fun. Like, it, it's it's like a perfect translation of one genre into another. Wow! Like it's it's now, rare, it's rare that you see something like that. My question is: one, when are we gonna see this on stream? And two, is it multiplayer? Uh, no, I don't think there's any multiplayer aspects in mm, it. That hurts. Yep, single player only. Because yeah, honestly, the, didn't the first XCOM have a multiplayer mode? Like, well, not the first XCOM, but like the the one that was on console, like the one that was on 360. I think XCOM. I think Enemy so. Because there was I some kind of so. where you like built a team and then you could just fight each other with the tactics, right? Yeah, I would love that to come back. Yeah, yeah and that. you know, like you said, this is turn-based tactics. Yes. Either way, you know, you got games like Wargroove. You got games like even um, StarCraft. You know what I'm saying? Now, StarCraft isn't turn-based. Yeah, that's real that's time. real-time strategy for sure. But um, games like that, I think, are very fun to play with a group. Um, where you can, you know, you, you play in a different version of chess. Yeah, it's, it's uh, <laughs> really like mega chess. Like, that's what I've always likened it to. Mega chess, yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. Um, yeah, that's a shame that there's no multiplayer on that. You know, you lucky it doesn't. I'm just saying. Say again? Okay. That sounds like a threat. <laughs> Lucky, that bro. sounds like that sounds like he won Wargroove once, you know what I mean? <laughs> I did. You, yeah, you win. did. I don't remember you getting win. When I killed Blue's hero. No, 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 no. You got fried by that dragon, bro, like twice. Oh. Okay. And I'm pretty sure there's a screenshot that exists, too, of that oh, yes. moment. <laughs> the next time, he took a wagon and dropped his hero off right in front of me for some unknown reason, and I wrecked him. I think we need to do some more Wargroove. That's how I feel right now. Yeah, actually, that doesn't sound <laughs> too bad. I want to play something more... Uh... Horror game? You want to play Resident Evil? Yo, let's play more Resident Evil, Jeff. No, I want to play a strategy game or something like that. I mean, I, I wish... Okay. Halo Wars Two was what it was supposed was was a lot better than it was because I would love yeah. to play four players in that. It just I can't, I, I can't deal with the real time. I don't know what it is about real time strategy. Like I get that it's very similar to the turn base, but just something about everything happening at once makes you feel completely out of control of what's actually happening. 
Well, Halo Wars is itself. And that's, 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 that's... Halo, Halo's Wars 2 is actually a pretty good game. The first one was pretty good. I don't know what your niche is about. Um... I don't know. Real time strategy. Real-time. I can't get into it. I feel like it, takes I have no it takes you a while to put your strategy together. Is that what it is? No, it it's like. That might be like, it. Stuff, is, stuff is happening think. without me saying yeah. so. Like, that's that's how I feel when I, when I do the. the not necessarily. Yeah, no, not really. You could really have them just sit there until you say something. Yeah, or you can have them go in a direction and leave them mm-hmm. until they get there and go do go do something else. I don't. I'll give it another shot. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what other real time strategy. I mean, Halo well, <laughs> was two, I guess, right? But I don't know. When I tried that, I just really couldn't parse it at all. Halo was two is a bad one. <laughs> it's a bad one to re uh, to 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 retry your um, affinity to real time strategy. strategy. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, but, we'll uh, figure something out. In terms of watching. Shows are catching up on shows. Um, I've actually been rewatching Community with my girlfriend, because uh, she's never seen it, um, and I've First only seen it through it once. And yes, that show continues to be amazingly hilarious, like in ways that I've forgotten. Like it's really, really funny. It's it because I I've. ever since Community, and again, this is the first show from Dan Harmon, who's the guy who makes Rick and Morty. Yeah. Um, I listened to Dan Harmon's podcast, which I believe ended recently, uh, Harmontown. Oh. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't caught up to the point to where it's done, but that, that kind of is sad because I really like that podcast. But like, on his podcast, he talks about all sorts of nonsense. But the main thing is, like, the man is a writer, and he loves to subvert writing, like, just tropes that are in writing. Like, he loves to, like, look at what everyone's done. Like, he's a student of writing and comedy writers and stuff. And he likes to, like, turn it on his head or turn it sideways or, like, mess around with those concepts. And you see that layered all throughout community. Like, think, like, the whole character, oh, yeah. Abed, Danny Poole's Oh, character. yeah, he's like a god. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's <laughs> like, uh, in, in the show universe, he suffers from um, some sort of autism. Like, they, they say mm-hmm. Asperger's, but I don't think they ever confirm it. But... <laughs> But in, Yo, when they say Asperger, <laughs> and then they laugh about it. <laughs> they say, "Watch your mouth." <laughs> but his, his character has, um, you know, some form of autism within the show universe. But in reality, Abed is kind of a fourth wall breaking dude. Like he can, yeah. he's basically talking about everything as if it's a show, as if they're characters, as if, oh, this is just like that movie, which is clearly a reference that they're doing in that episode. So it's like, yeah, he gets away with kind of a lot yeah like because he like he'll even do stuff where he'll be like oh well i'm doing a voiceover and then someone will be like stop doing that and he'll be like well you're right that's <laughs> lazy that's lazy storytelling to do to use a voiceover. <laughs> and then they'll go into a voiceover in the rest of the episode <laughs> <from> right, right. <laughs> so like it's, it's really it's really brilliant and if you haven't watched it before i would i would recommend it at least the first couple seasons because yeah it does kind of yes some stuff yeah. happens it's like a writer's <laughs> well like dan Harmon gets fired Straight. for like a season and like it was a lot of drama. Chevy Chase gets to a big thing with Dan Harmon, and then he leaves the show, and a lot of stuff. Somebody happens. else, yeah, a lot of stuff. Unfortunately, but, um, happened yeah, I've been catching up on that. The very last season was despicable. I disagree. I don't think it's that bad. They had a show. They had an episode that was that was saying that incest was okay. <laughs> they had a whole episode in that last season. That was saying that incest is cool. I'll get well, there eventually, and I'll see what else about because I don't actually remember this episode. It's absolutely terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like I, that is oof. It was bad. It was bad the way that they uh, they rolled that out, and then they actually just just watch it. You know? Just watch it. <laughs> watch it. <laughs> but we haven't heard what Mister Gamer has yeah, to Gamer, play. What's what's you been gaming on this week? 
All right, guys. Um, <clears throat> might get weird. <laughs> so, I have been. I have decided to try to take a little bit of a break from the Xbox, though it may not look like it. And I've actually been playing a lot of the games that I already have on Steam. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, one of the games that I downloaded um, previously was a game called Rivals of Aether. Have you heard of that? Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's the. Um, that's on, that's, that's on like the Smash now, right? clone. Yeah, it's a Smash. Clone. Yes. 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 So the creators of that made another game, mm-hmm. Lovers oh, okay. of Aether. Wait, what would you say it's called? Aether? Lovers of Aether. I never heard of that. Wait, hold on a second. This is a dating sim with them cats. Yep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to try it. I'm like, oh my cause goodness, because I played the ridiculous dating sims. Like I played, um. Uh, Dream Daddy with Miss yeah. Duvall, mm-hmm. and so was I was like, though. okay, it, yeah. it Dream Daddy was um, an experience. I will say, um, Lovers of Aether is if if you are familiar with just how ridiculous dating sims are in general, mm-hmm. and then someone who actually gives a crap about it tries to make it funnier. There's Lovers of Aether. Okay. I I enjoyed it. That was actually it was hilarious, and I I absolutely loved it. Um, the another game that I just sped through was the entire Shantae series. I am oh, a wow. huge, huge, huge fan of Shantae. I Wait, want did you Shantae. play the whole series this week? Yes. Wow. How many how many games are there in that series? Yeah. So Shant uh let's see, Shantae, Half Genie Hero, Shantae and the ha- um Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. So I think altogether there's three official ones. Like you still have some I think you have games that were on GBA and not ported over yeah. properly. Um but to my to my knowledge, the collectors has three. Mm-hmm. And it does go between I don't know how many people know of uh, Shantae lore. I'm not gonna um, go too deep into it, but Shantae, she's half, half a genie, genie bro. Oh, okay. Come on she's, now, yeah, yeah. yeah come, on, lore, man. come on, man. Come on, it was literally in the title. It's in the title. She's an half genie hero. <laughs> yes. So she's a half Sick genie hero. <laughs> half genie hero she of this been town, saving a half genie hero. It's um, it's her trying to stop risky boots from taking over the town and it's it's just it's just completely it's just completely ridiculous so um played um playing that um also um what else i tried tried to get back into um ukulele because i had supported it on the kickstarter and then i had gotten it and then i broke a keyboard and um I'm no longer playing it. Is that in relation wow. to ukulele? You broke this keyboard, or yes? <laughs> so the game was that frustrating. The game, yes, yes, it was. I did not oh, like gosh. under any circumstances ukulele, and I wish I could get my time, money, and breath back Sadness. from playing that video game. Wow, that's heavy. It was. I did not enjoy it. All. So you're a big Banjo Kazooie fan then, which is why I'm assuming. Oh, 
you would oh, have supported? Oh, yes, of course. Okay. Like I played like I played uh I played Banjo Kazooie and Tui on the rare replay on the Xbox and I was like, okay, buttons aren't exactly the same, but I'm not using the same controller. This is still basically the exact same game, just high resolution textures. Perfect. And then I play ukulele and I'm like, okay, so you guys must have been really lazy because basically once you get the ability to fly in that game, all the challenge is gone. Because wow, you could do for real? Yes. Because every puzzle can every puzzle is get to this point on the map that initiates this next thing. But you could just fly over there. You could just fly over the invisible wall and it's just like, oh, I'm here. Or I really shouldn't be able to do this, but I can sequence break by jumping properly on top of these mountains, and now I'm all the way over here. I mean, that did seem to be the main issue with that game, right? Was that, like, they kind of were under the pressure of delivering it since it, you know, garnered all that support on Kickstarter, but they probably would have needed either more money or more time than they had. I think they needed significantly more time. That is, I, I, I truly believe that that was what they needed. And I even, to an extent, I appreciated the 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 gaming jokes where it's just like, oh, we just have to collect these thingies and these thingies will unlock this other thing because that's just what we do in these video games, right? Ha, 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 ha. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> like, you're embarrassing yourself. Just stop it. There's a little bit of that in... um. The, the oh, in the impossible layer, yeah. Cause the, well, honestly, because that's a better game. Like they, they scale I, it I've down. Seen, some. Now, I, I've seen, I've, I've seen your stream, and it looks really nice. I just have to get the the nasty taste of the first game out of my head, and then I, <laughs> and then I can go into this one uh, with a little bit more happiness. Um, so let's see. I've been playing that. Um, uh, also, so we all know that Final Fantasy VII Remake came out, but that yep. wasn't that wasn't my first Final Fantasy. So I loaded up the last save that was on my PlayStation of Final Fantasy IX, and oh, that's my favorite. Oh my goodness! Now I don't know I don't know what everyone's first Final Fantasy was, except Jeff. He just let me know which his favorite was, um, but. The music in nine just hits me so hard. Like, yes, okay, so it's an old enough game, so I don't think this is considered spoilers. So there is so there's a part, there's a part in the video game where the main character, Zidane, or whatever it is that you decided to name him, is he basically he's having a crisis where he realizes that what he's doing it's not real it's meaningless he is just a simple tool but before that he had been fighting along all of his all of his partners like basically saying you are not just this you can do so much more like to the princess it's like you're not just a princess or to the guard of the princess like you don't have to do everything your queen tells you if it's wrong and then he is told that, oh, yeah, everything that you're doing, you're nothing but a tool. I can make more of you if I want. Like the big bad mm -hmm. is saying that. And he just like breaks down where he's just like he's not really fighting. And you run into these encounters and the music in the background is just slow with the startup. And you have your friends who see you basically trying to say, yo, snap out of it. What's wrong with you? This thing is beating your like beating your butt. Why aren't you fighting? And you so have your character to, cannot fight. Your character does not initiate. Like, for example, there's like 
every in every single RPG, you have battles that you're supposed to lose, but you don't know you're supposed yeah, to yeah. lose them. Mm-hmm. That this is one of those fights where your character is in, in encountering what was previously a boss monster, but you can kill it now, but your character isn't. And you have to actually die so that another character can revive you and then things start. But you don't know that. You're just you're you're just you're just stuck there like like what why aren't you doing anything? Why? And yeah. then it's it it all gets explained. Um so that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's interesting. That's 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 one that's what I've been uh playing. Now as far as watching, okay, so I am, I think I'm just about done with the rest of development. Oh, I meant to ask where you at in that, bro. <laughs> and I am 100% going to art, watch Archer after I'm done with the rest of development. <laughs> you I have am to. 100%. Because <laughs> the, the, uh, the mom is on both those shows, right? Did anybody correct. go over? Mallory. True. Um, um, yeah, lots of Carol, um, who is Kitty in the show. Uh, Kitty in um, Arrested Development is Carol in Archer. Okay. Or Cheryl, depending on where you at. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Archer is so stupid. Oh my gosh, I love that. And then there's lots of guest stars that are also um, that also making appearances in um, Archer. So um, even um, David Cross, who plays Tobias, makes a couple appearances in Archer. Uh, all of them at one point show up at, oh, in my... Yeah, I yeah. believe it. But yeah, so, Rest of Development is probably my favorite like sitcom period. It I so Blue got me into it and I was like, okay, this seems really this seems kind of ridiculous. And then as I was like orchestrated. And then like as I was able to like pay attention to how the story is written and how everything has to do with something else that somebody else did said and, or did, yeah. And <laughs> I have to say it's a tiny little thing, but it's the best thing I've ever seen in a sitcom so far. Any like it was nearing the end of the first season, mm-hmm. and they were talking about how, oh, don't you remember when I used to blah blah blah, and then nothing, and it just <laughs> it's like no, that never happened. <laughs> they just got a white screen on there <laughs> for the flashback. I, I just laugh because I'm like, <laughs> it's like, I mean, because I think Family Guy did that too where it was like oh yeah this reminds me of that one time that i blah 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 and then it's like oh no typically this is the part where it goes to a flashback and and that and to me <laughs> i just thought that was i honestly just thought that was uh hilarious um so it's but it's been between archer um sorry i will be watching archer um arrested development i'm trying 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 to f- to get into the next episode of Tiger King, but I got to prepare myself for that. <laughs> that is not something that I can just, that's not something that I could just say, Hey, yeah, I'm just going to watch an episode of this train wreck. <laughs> like it's a no, lot. It's, it's a lot. It's a bit, uh, definitely a bit much. Um, but aside from all that, the thing uh, the other thing that I've been watching a lot of are, um, Tool assisted speed runs or task runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Those can be like super, super crazy. Really? It's like, because um, how many of you are, how many of you played, and I think we discussed this, how many of you played uh, the Mega, Mega Man uh, Battle Network games? 
Yeah, we we talked we, a little we, bit yeah, about we it. We did a little bit two weeks ago. I want to say I never played them, but I think you go all you guys did. Yeah. So I was watching Taps runs of of that, and obviously there's manipulation of the chips and everything. But you know, I played that game for years as a kid, and now I'm watching this robot just like rip it to shreds in like thirteen. <laughs> Whole like, game, yeah, like Oof. just like no, no random encounters. He always gets the chips that he wants. Like everything, it's just like, man, yeah, oh, I missed that. Heavy. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that that basically sums it up for me. All right, okay. nice, nice. So we're gonna move yeah, on yeah. to our Super Smash Sunday recap. Yeah, brought to us by Blue. Take away, Blue. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Blue Bones. Last week on Super Smash Sunday, we had a lot of fun, as usual. You know what I'm saying? Um, unfortunately, Superman Jeff wasn't with us on camera, but he did show up to knock off um, our top player at the time. Dot Wave showed out with his Mega Man, and definitely we were not expecting that. Um, he did excellent with Mega Man. Jeff came in one round with Zelda, knocked him off, and we were able to <laughs> kind of switch it up from there. <laughs> and then he switched. It. He disappeared after that. Um, <laughs> definitely shout out to Emissary. His Ice Climbers are getting ridiculously good. He's yeah, getting. Matt, those, uh, I just want to mention Emissary. Yeah. Uh, is in our Discord. He posted yeah. a, a link to a, a infinite desync that he said he wants to use on my Pikachu. I did hear about that. <laughs> So if, if emissary is playing today, later today, like I'll I'll probably try to stick to Pikachu to to give yeah. him a chance to actually get it to to work, but I don't yeah. think he'll catch me in it. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. Last but not least, definitely gotta give a shout out to Sensei. Sensei was the Terry. Um this was his first time playing with us last week. And um he played an amazing Terry that was really piecing up the squad for a bit too. Um and that's basically it. Like I said, Dot Wave with his Mega Man, uh, Emissary with his Ice Climbers, and Sensei with his Terry. They were all showing out last week. Great job, guys. Keep it coming. GG's all around. Good stuff. Yay, yay. So with that, we're going to move on to our topics for the week. Uh, first mm -hmm. up, Blue, um, <clears throat> I wanted you to actually talk about this because you're kind of the resident movie guy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so AMC refuses to play Universal Movies once theaters are allowed to open again. And in a way, I don't blame them, you know? <laughs> Somebody else jumped in on this too, though, right? Regal. Regal yeah, Regal also Regal. said that they were going to do the same thing. Yeah, because, and, and now, and this is where times they are a-changing, right? Uh, <laughs> we're in this pandemic. No one can really go to movie theaters and enjoy them safely. Uh, and so what a lot of these companies are doing, or what some of these companies, Universal specifically, they're releasing their stuff digitally, uh, video on demand. Now, not all of their things. They still plan to release um, Fast and Furious in some theaters, not AMC, apparently, or Regals. <laughs> but um, but they still plan to release those in theaters. But their other um, movies, they said, hey, you know what? With VOD, Video On Demand, we can get 80% of the profits versus the 50%, right? Mm -hmm. They did um, Trolls World Tour on VOD, and they got amazing numbers to the point where they're really, like, only our big hitters are going to go into theaters because we're making way too much money to VOD. People are buying it, especially in quarantine. People are paying for this. We get most of the um, profits. Why not? Of course, <clears throat> the theaters are stressed, pissed off. 
Um, but you know, I, <laughs> I can't even blame uh, the the the. I can't even blame Universal. So I mean, it's the way you can't blame Universal. You can't blame AMC. Actually, both. (laughs) Actually, both, and that's that's why I say it's mostly just the times changing. Go ahead, Jeff. What were you gonna say? To me, I feel like this. So first of all, they looked at it as the Trolls Two did way outpaced Trolls One. Yeah, that's the way they looked at it. But you gotta look at it this way: is also you have a ton of people at home now, more Mm -hmm. so than you ever had before. Mm -hmm. Exactly. you were charging 20 bucks for the movie. You weren't, you know, it wasn't regular movie price. So, of course, it's going to outpace it for the most part, even though there have been multiple tickets. But who's taking their, you know, who's taking their people? Kids. You're not taking, you know, multiple, not really multiple kids. You figure on average two kids maybe. For kids, what, $6 a ticket or something? That's probably more bucks. than that, to be honest. Yeah. Theater prices have been. Kids? Yeah, they, it's, they keep raising them. But anyway, so. No, but that's important, right yeah. there. How these ticket prices? You know what I mean? They're yeah. they've so, gotten ridiculous. So let's look at that. So number one, that um, Trolls Two, way outpaced number one because most people were home. They did it for kids who were stuck at home. I get that. I don't think Trolls Two would have been as successful if it was done in the theaters. Reason why is because, so like for my son, he loves the B movie. We want mm-hmm. him to watch something different. Hey, we rent Trolls. He can watch Trolls. Do you think I would have took a one year, almost one-year-old to the movies to see Trolls? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I know some people that do, though, man. That be pissing me <laughs> off. But, <laughs> like but it's at home, in a baby home, put something on for him to watch. Boom. I think AMC and Regal are taking it a little bit too far mm-hmm. because they aren't the they only hurt. Yeah, they they aren't the only uh, Universal isn't the only one who release movies straight pretty much to to uh, to rent because of everything that's going on. So I don't but what they they're doing is they're taking the titles that they originally were going to put in theaters and they say, "Nah, we're not going to do that no more. You guys don't get that check. We're going to take thirty percent more and just do it ourselves." Well, I mean, so it was, they salty. You gotta. They can be salty, but you gotta look at it like this too. They're gonna give up on like Fast and the Furious and stuff. Well, they're they're trying oh. to take a stand because they felt yeah. slighted. Yeah, and yeah, and like Blue's saying, like I can see it from AMC's side because they're kind of saying, like in the in the statement they wrote, they're saying it's because they made a unilateral decision. They didn't talk to us about mm-hmm. how how anything could happen that would benefit both parties. They just kind of went like, all right, well, we can't release it in in the movie theater, so we're just gonna take it and do it this way, and that cuts AMC out of it entirely, which makes them completely useless and they're super struggling. So it's like Universal has kind of a backdoor to kind of stay afloat after this pandemic stuff is done. Oh yeah, but but these theaters don't. Yeah, like the more Not as much, the more AMC hears like all these big movies that would eventually come here and maybe give us money that we're losing right now. If you're basically saying we'll never get that money, so AMC's like, you know what? We're going to boycott you, and maybe that'll get you back to the negotiation table to figure out something to do. But they because if they do... hold these movies until they reopen? Right, yeah, that's, that's what... I also feel like that's ridiculous, right? Exactly, exactly. And that's the thing, right? Right now, the way Universal is looking at it, right? When they can drop in theaters, they're not going to use AMC. Um, they're not going to use um, Regal, right? They're going to use whatever else they can get. But whatever, whatever else is so, there. Because it's funny that it's AMC and Regal who did this. Because the four or five movie theaters that are the closest to me are all AMC and Regal. 
<laughs> I, I, IMAX? No, but th- that's I'm, just... No, IMAX, yeah, is, IMAX a, is like a, a format form. in yeah. the theater. Well, yeah, see, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, then. They can potentially hurt themselves, though. Let's say they do push them, and they have no alternative but to go to a streaming revenue. And let's say they could make way more money than they would have in the theater. You know how many more people are going to flock to that? Say, well... We don't need re- we don't need AMC. We mm-hmm. don't need. Re- that's what they're people afraid of. That's what they're afraid of right now. But they're pushing that envelope. Trolls kind of are. Yeah. Yeah. Trolls is one thing, but when you start making Fast and the Furious, whatever this one is, it's something completely different. Well, this is the thing now, right? Check it out. Just like Sigma said, only thing around him is AMC and Regal. Once Fast and Furious drops, he's not gonna be able to see it anywhere locally. Yeah, if if it. everything keeps going this. This direction, right? Yes. Yeah, so streaming service or some type of right. So like, yeah, that I I get what you're saying. It's like they're they're doing a bluff as if they hold the cards in this <laughs> in this situation, and they really don't because Universal is saying, okay, we only want to do this with you know some of these movies, and then AMC's Gambit is saying, all right, well, why don't you try it with all your movies to see how that works? And if they do that, <laughs> and it turns and out it's turn- also just as successful, then it's like, AMC, we don't need you. We don't need you, yeah. Regal. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Okay, so what other moves did AMC and Regal have? And, and I'm, not saying that, I'm not saying that they don't have any other moves. I'm just saying, I'm asking y'all, what other moves could they what could they have done? Could so they just sat quiet and let them their money just walk away? So once the theaters reopened, they could have then replayed, they could have re-released Trolls in theaters for a limited time or whatever it is. I mean, it definitely everybody. wouldn't have... They wouldn't have gotten the same kind of... No, but they wouldn't have made a lot of money off of it to begin with. I don't think if Trolls 2... They would have made more. More, but they would have made something instead of nothing. So like you're right okay. your hand to spite your face. So it's like... Well, this is the thing. What if this quarantine lasts until next year this time? Are they still going to release it? They in theaters? Money, period, anyway. Even, yeah, when I mean, they, yeah. even when theaters do reopen, yeah. it's going to be social distancing. They're not going to be oh, yeah. as tickets as they would like because they can't have jam-packed theaters. So there are going to be limits on tickets, right? So they're already cutting their own pockets because of that. In order to cut – now you're cutting some of the some of the biggest movies this year. You're also now taking more money out of your own pocket. I don't think there was a big move for them to make. But let's say, like you said, if this lasts till next year, how are they going to make money now with them being closed? Do they expect everybody to hold their movies until next year and then open and then put them? In- well, I, think, I think they wanted to have a conversation. Of, yeah, right? like like this. I, kind of I the think that's really that they, what it, they're just really mad that there was no discussion. It was like they weren't like, included like, in the yeah, talk. Like they they saw a new. They got story fired like, on the day off. <laughs> Like they just saw a news story that trolls made all this money on VOD and went like, "Wait, what? Our trolls? <laughs> the trolls that we were supposed to have?" <laughs> AMC and and Regal Theaters are Craig from Friday. They got fired on the day off. <laughs> Their stuff got stolen, and they got nothing to do. So I mean, honestly, it's so they're kind of right now. They're kind of like thrashing. Like, all right, well, we're not gonna we're gonna do the only the play the only card that we can play because I, I really don't I think, think they can do anything else. Like the only thing they can say is like, "We won't let you in our theaters." Whenever they open, and Another like that's thing. not that big of a threat, but it's kind of the only threat that they have. Another thing too, movies that don't go to theater aren't eligible for uh, awards. You know what? Is that true? I think so. I think there's some caveat to that. Yeah. I like, because like the streaming service, I think that stuff is now has only recently been started to be considered as like TV. Mm-hmm. 
but like movies that don't get theatrical releases, yeah, like they, they don't get considered for like Academy Awards. I'm going to look that up. That sounds absolutely horrendous. Yeah, that that sounds bad. That's terrible. So, wow. So a movie can do amazing at a box office, but since Trolls never had Trolls War Two, never had a box office. Like it, it never had any of that. It's probably just tradition, you know. Like that's just yeah, the rule because exactly. that's, that was the only yeah, way to watch a movie exactly. back then. Tradition. All that all that's really gonna happen is more and more of the world is going to change after this pandemic. And like, I've been seeing a bunch of different YouTube videos that kind of document how pandemics and plagues literally just change the world every time they've happened. Like things will not be the same after this is done. So get ready for that, I guess. Like, yeah, (laughs) I really don't see movie theaters going very far. Now I do see, and I don't know why I haven't seen this a lot more recently, but I feel like driving theaters should make a comeback. Like this is the time. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I I would love to take my girl Uh, to a movie, but I don't want us to die for it. (laughs) So I like to just (laughs) jump in our car, bring our own little food. You know what I'm saying? And just park in the parking lot and watch a movie. That's that's current. I'm super cool with that. And I don't know why I haven't seen any drive-through uh, movie theaters. I know they're around because they're mm-hmm. not completely gone. Yeah, those should be popping right now. What is going well, that's on? That's a good point. I imagine. Well, so and I'm just so I'm thinking infrastructure-wise. Okay. Large enough. You so basically parking lot size space in that park. In that parking lot size space, you need bigger than your movie theater size screen. You, you I mean, need, these are a lot of these are already built. Well, yes, but but for like the, AMC and Regal, for example, to like oh, they need to level their yeah, building. They would need to basically <laughs> spend money to then restructure. Yes, yes, yes that's I mean, what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. they, they would need they would need parking lot. I'm talking about like downtown Chicago size parking lot space. Most of these theaters have huge parking lots as it is. That's true, but then well, but then you'd be showing the entire parking lot what like a single movie. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as the sun goes down, just start playing till the sun uh, comes back up. <laughs> so you have that. You you have that. Not to mention, you're not going to be playing this on huge speakers. So they're going to have to again work on the infrastructure, work on the technology to either do the little um on the phone thing on your car that yeah. way you can hear it, like or Bluetooth or it to your car, or or, or well, something like was it a radio station? Isn't there a radio station that you're supposed to tune into to hear it? I think so. I don't and remember that. I just remember the phone you would connect to your car. I do remember that. Yeah, like you would like unhook a thing from a like a speaker yeah. and you would just put that next to your car to hear it. Yeah. So one of the one of the movie going infrastructures that I've enjoyed in the past, um, back when I lived in San Diego, we went to um, those outdoor theaters, those uh, silent theaters, where they give you a little Bluetooth headset. And you just lounge out. Uh, they have all these chairs and stuff like that. And it's a um, big, big screen. And if you don't have the headphones, if you didn't pay for them, all you see is the screen. You can't hear nothing. Um, so I think, you know, those kind of – and granted, people can drive off with the headphones and those can be expensive and stuff like that. You'd have to have some kind of theft prevention. But I think that's another thing that can be utilized um, to make this movie-going experience safe in this quarantine. That makes sense. I mean, any other yeah. lasting thoughts on this whole AMC debacle? Because it this could go um, either way. I feel like, really, yeah. 
yeah, this is a, this is what I think about it. Right, depends on At how the end of the- tied to tradition, because Universal might be afraid tradition. of of you know losing that. Because sure, they, sure, trolls made a lot of money, but like they still intended to put their big movies in theaters when they open. So like you can tell, right. like maybe we won't, maybe this won't work for everything. So that fear may act bring them back to the negotiation table with you know AMC. So. This fear and um, the the panic that you see AMC going through and Regal going through is another um, example of how uh, money really runs us because there is <laughs> <laughs> there is no reason for us to want to get back in theaters anytime soon. Um, but they're definitely pushing for it. Yeah, they're people definitely are going to get it. out. People are going to want to go places. People are going to want to do things. So I, I get that aspect of it after being so enclosed for so long. I get that. But what... I think they're worried about making money. I don't think yeah, they're worried about what people feel like. No, no. I mean, people in general like want to get out. Oh. The theaters are thinking like, you know, we're going to go under if we don't we don't get some people in here. So that's you know kind of what further they're under. They're all pretty bad right now. Which 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 would suck because I mean. What is, Has there ever been a time where people didn't enjoy going? To, I mean, I for one love going to the movies. So I think me, that the theater industry is pretty bad right now. Like it, it's been, it's kind of on a down downward trend. Before crappy this, quality right? in food. Yeah, uh, like in general, Wait, crappy quality in food. Exorbitant in general, pricing. Too. In general, and then the exorbitant pricing. Like I stopped buying movie theater food. Period. Because like you know it's just way too much money for an outing. That's, that's what I'm saying. But I don't know. I'm speaking for myself. As a kid, mm-hmm. I loved going to the movies. As an adult, I love going to yeah. the movies. I want to be able to take my son to the movies to enjoy certain things. So I'm sure there's other people who feel that same way. Well, um, and, and regardless I regardless that... of how much it is at this time or how much it will be then, it's it's an outing. It's an event. It's something. It's that, tradition, and that's what yeah. you hold on to, and that's what a lot of folks are holding on to, and that might make some sales. And I'm not saying that's it's a, a legitimate reason, but I don't know if it. I mean, <laughs> the fact of tradition is that it's a long lasting thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, is it gonna hold up after this quarantine? I still think it's a fifty fifty chance to yeah, be honest. Like but tradition, business, yeah, the is, business and tradition kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Well, how does that make you feel if you're in theater and you're in film? I like making films. I don't like the theater where is business. It, where is it going to go once you make it? Once I make it, hopefully, Internet. just like, yeah, it's just like AMC is doing, getting that 80% profit off of the streaming platform. <laughs> right, That's yeah, what I like. <laughs> it works better for the filmmaker and the film it, production 100%. stuff. Like the theater and, people who just display it, like that does seem like a lot of money for great. them to get in the, the deal. 50%? And they get 50%, bro, just to play it and, and give and, me crappy food and charge me a stupid amount of money. I don't oh. feel bad for either party because all of them make tons of money. So no matter what, it's, it's not, not like they didn't put in work for it, though. I'm just saying. I don't feel bad for either one well, that everybody's making tons of money. So it's not like they're hurting for money to the point where they're getting underpaid or whatever it is. Theaters have to survive as well. I mean, it's been that way, hasn't it? I mean, I don't they have to survive. Just uh-huh. like, just like old, like most blacksmith shops are done. You know what I'm saying? You not see those because they don't that's have to survive. The, that's not the complete same thing. No, no. But what I'm saying is, we that outgrew it as a society. I feel like that's we can outgrew. Different no, I don't no think it's completely different. I don't think it's completely different. I think that it, 
because I people think that it's an industry that is not necessary anymore, and it can, it might show that way by phasing that's out. That's like that's like saying we don't need cameramen because a robot can can point the camera. You just got to not the way a cameraman can. Yeah, same thing with movies. You no, can't... I just said not the way a cameraman can. Like yeah. a cameraman, a, a robot cannot get the same angles and shots and the same you skill. Can, I'm sure you level. can program it. Hold that on, that takes Hold way on. more time than just doing it. That okay. is not cost effective or efficient. It, it might be cost effective. You never know. It's not. I'm telling you, it's not. <laughs> have you done the math? Have you have you built a robot that was doing this and had to program? Wanna, it? Just hear... starting to build the robot is bad. But what... <laughs> I want to I want to hear gamers take on on this specifically. I'm and glad. I'm because... interested to hear to say. Okay, so first of all, no matter what, a robot will not be able to outperform a human. Do you know why? Because it is a human that created the robot. A robot is only as good. I expect different to all the people who want their jobs to, to computer run companies or no, robot, or robot hold, took their job. Hold on. A computer can only do what it's programmed to do. No more, no less. We have artificial intelligence, but, and this may sound sci-fi-ish, there is not a computer better than the human brain. There just isn't. Oh, no, and no, no. That's, two di- that, that's two different oh, things. We're talking oh, about. No, it's not two different things. Oh. And then we're talking about. Then we're talking about. No, because you said something that requires a rebuttal. But I that's wasn't not, finished. That's, that's not what the conversation was towards, saying a robot is better than the human brain. If you I just, have one person who's doing a specific job. He's talking about right? a task, not necessarily. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Being a cameraman is a. T- is, more than just a task it's a skill it's a talent there's art that goes into being the a person cameraman. who's running that can, uh, that robot can tell like robot where to shoot and what to do you don't need the actual person okay wait wait how is that okay but then that's a person then. yeah and that's, that's a person that's the yeah, camera operator person. then <laughs> i don't need somebody to hold the camera i can have somebody like a director second director sitting around in hey i need this shot this is what i want they to got, see they got i don't stuff need to a do. cameraman to hold it and point it out. i'm just saying Yes, it's you the same thing. Well, it's you're the same you're thing like limiting the amount of people needed to do exactly. the same. Exactly. Okay. So it's the same thing with the movie theater. You don't get the same experience from going to the movies that you would get from streaming it. Oh, no one's saying that. But no one's saying that at all. That's what I was saying. Okay. So how was that in response to what I was saying? That's <laughs> yeah, see what you said. No, because no, 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 because Blue, you're saying theaters are likely to die out, like because we don't really need them anymore. And just, and just saying, saying that the experience, just, yeah, he says the experience qualifies a need, like because it is different than you know the VOD, right? Because he yeah. made the blacksmithing comment that we didn't need blacksmithing anymore because it was obsolete. Okay. So now we still have blacksmith shops for specific things for sure. Yeah, but right. not as much as they were before. Exactly. Nowhere okay. Okay. But mm-hmm. movie theaters aren't the same. That's not the same give and take ratio. At least not yet. I, I will. That's I will, what I'm. I will throw that caveat in there. So I I do want to say, and then I guess this is someone who I'm not so deep or tied into movies as, as you three are, or maybe just blue and Jeff, but I'm I'm, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this as far as convenience. Mm -hmm. And that's something that Sigma hit on. Theaters aren't convenient. They're 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 they're, it's a, it's a money hole with really expensive food. And the goal of a movie theater is to show off a movie. Can we agree and on to that? have that outing experience with your family? And that's what Jeff is okay. saying is more valuable than just watching the movie. Okay. And I am saying that 
the movie theater experience of, okay, I'm bringing my kids to this thing won't be as important pretty soon. I I see it fade. I just see it fading away because it is it convenient to the general public? Is it? Is it is it convenient for me to continue the tradition of doing this thing that I used to do, or should I go on and try to change the way we did it? I mean, GameStop has been trying to change the way they've been doing things, and that has been you're forgetting one thing. People have been stuck indoors for forever. So they're ready mm-hmm. to get you're out. Whether that's going to be like an explosion yeah. of... There's going to be an explosion from the get-go. Whether that's driving to the mountains to go hiking, they're going to be wanting to get out. It's not going to be that mentality. It's going to be, hey, I need to get out. I need to get these kids out. They've been in here doing schoolwork, gaming, going that. outside. Once this quarantine lifts, I'll give you that. There's going to be a boom in people outside the house for sure. But I feel like the longer this goes, the more that all these big companies are realizing that they don't need all of this physical infrastructure. And I feel like movie theaters are one of the first industries that are going to phase out if this quarantine continues as long as it is. I agree. And and just one more thing to add on top of this, when we were talking about the 80 and 50, this is, this has brought on Patreon because you have creators on YouTube who do these huge things. And due to the YouTube algorithm, you may or may not get money, but if I could just get it directly from my fans, instead of going through this other place, well, I'm going to go, I'm not going to, I'm just going to like, hey, pay me directly for all this. Like, yeah. 30 percent's a big number. Yeah. Huge number. Yeah. And if I could just simply cut that out completely and just get pay me directly, unless that third party, whether it be the theater, uh, YouTube, Facebook, whatever you, whatever, can make it better than me just going directly, why would I even bother? And that's why ticket prices are so high, and that's why food's so expensive. Yeah, they're, they're because they're trying to eat the the, the diminishing returns well, from just yeah. being in that business without you know evolving. Like yeah. theaters should have been trying to do something different for a while now, and they haven't. So that is kind of their own fault that they're in this downward slope. So in that vein, like don't expect all of us to bail you out for like not you know evolving with the times. So I don't know. Only time is going to tell what eventually happens but yeah the writing is kind of on the wall for the movie theater industry in general so these are maybe like the dying throes of <laughs> of just amc slash regal and all any other right write us in with other movie theater chains because i can't think of any I don't <laughs> so arc light was one of them act three theaters alamo draft house i was looking at some of the other yeah, i don't know any of those i've never heard Bro. of i've heard of arc light it's popular in la for sure oh, and I, okay. we have a couple out here yeah they're, they're the fancy ones. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Jeff so, would say they got seafood and liquor. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to move off of movie talk into video games proper. Jeff, what do you got for us? All right. So this past week, we had the release of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, you got to see a nice trailer, which gave us some clues of what's going on um, and where it's obviously where it's taking place and who it's involving. Um, we got a nice little cameo at the end of him using the uh, hidden blade to oh, take down was, a. That was uh, a really good trailer. Can I just say that? Like, the the trailer no. itself was very well put together. Like the kind they of they always like, are. Yeah, like Assassin's Creed. Do you remember the Assassin's Creed three trailer? Like everyone hated the game, but the trailer Wait, which where he was, was running it? around the Civil War battlefield, yeah. like the Native American they, man. Oh, that trailer yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. Like this is this is kind of on par with that. I feel like that was before this. 
that was probably my favorite Assassin's Creed trailer. This one is very, very good. Mm-hmm. So a little information about it is... Yeah, tell us, It's Ivor. Uh, his name's Ivor. He can be male or female. However that works for you. Um, they're going to be settlements where your your settlements, you got to build structures. Uh, they, you get more stuff based off of your infamy. This is um, the Sims or Assassin's Creed? It's a little bit of both. <laughs> it's, it, they've, been, they've been going deeper, deeper into the RPG element of Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed with each game that comes to pass. Started with Origins, but then it went on Odyssey. There was a little bit of town management in Brotherhood, wasn't two. there? Two. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. No, two and at the end of two. You just had assassins. I don't remember you having a, a no, no, settlement. In, had, no, the, the no, compound. Brotherhood, yeah, you were the place where your Uncle oh, you Mario might... was. You had to, like, build up mm-hmm. your villa. This is one is a little bit different. This is more like um, Red Dead settlement. Okay. I don't know. Do, yeah, we, okay. Do you, well, yeah, because you haven't played Red Dead 2 yet, right? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> when it hits Game Pass, coming to 2. <laughs> so what are, the, what are the benefits of it, then, of building up these So settlements? pretty much this looks like where you build different – you upgrade different parts of your settlement. And you get different perks or upgrades or whatever it is. Yeah, that um, sounds like the villa. Playing overall thing. Um, on top of that, there'll be raids where you can raid villages. Um, it looks like it has an aspect that uh, Dragon Age Inquisition had, where you kind of had like a strategy aspect to where to place people, troops, and stuff mm, for, okay. for battles and stuff. It mm-hmm. looks like from, from from the wording I'm getting. And on top of that, there is. You can make your own Viking or raider, in which you can share online with other people, and you can use other people's raiders in your like your raiding party. Yes. So when you do a raid, you actually see like character, like kind of NPC characters go and do stuff. So it's, is that kind of like a real time strategy type game? We I don't know yet. Okay, it sounds like Dynasty Warriors, low key. Uh, in, in what way? <laughs> well, have you played Odyssey? Well, they, they already no, have, like, battles where you have to take... So if I'm going to take um, Athens, right? There's a big okay. battle taking place where I'm fighting regular people. There's some bosses on there I got to take mm-hmm. down. And then I have specific points I need to take in order to win that battle. Mm-hmm. And That's just Dynasty Warriors right there. Okay, yeah, that does sound like Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, but it's not as... Congested? It's not as set back, nor, nor is it as congested. Like, Dynasty Warriors is set back a little bit where you get all... Like, Pirate Warriors 4, you get all these little dudes. Mm-hmm. All these little mm-hmm. dudes just keep coming, coming, coming. This is more... The more enemies you take down, the the your meter fills up to pretty much when the battle is going to be over for the most part. And there's mm-hmm. different like little bosses you take down. And once that's done, the battle's over. This game sounds like um, that show Black Sails meets Dynasty Warriors. Black you know what I'm talking Sail. about? Black Sails, pirate that um, pirate show. That pirate or is it? Isn't it a Viking pirate yeah, it, show? It was a show called Vikings, though. Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah, <laughs> maybe it was Vikings. Yeah, I don't know why Black Sails came through it. Um, Vikings, yeah. It sounds like Vikings meets Dynasty Warriors. That's what it sounds like to me. Which sounds interesting. It does. Um, it and this actually takes place on the timeline. This takes place before Origins. No, after Origins. It would have I to hope Odyssey. so, because Origins Odyssey, means the beginning. Odyssey was, Odyssey was first. No, Odyssey was before Origins in the timeline. That's stupid. That is stupid. Well, but, they, but Origins Greeks. was referring to the origins of the Assassin's Assassin Order, brother, right? Yeah. In Odyssey, you don't play as an Assassin. You're pretty much Oh, good. that's what I didn't know. That's yeah. cool. So it's in ancient Greece. Then you go to Origins, and now and you're... Is, um, like the Assassin's Order exists, and this Viking yes. is somehow either a part of it or becomes part of it, I guess. Yes. 
because in um, Odyssey there was no hidden blade. Okay. So until how you, can you re- until, so I now I understand why people were like, how can you call this an Assassin's Creed game? Well, until you meet, there's a DLC that ties it all together. You meet Darius. What? There's a DLC that turns it together? And that's not cool. No, no, no. The story is really good. Unless you play it, you can't judge it. No, I'm yes, just talking about. I'm just talking about the viability of it <laughs> yes, having the Assassin's Creed <laughs> name. Because yeah, that's Odyssey takes place before Origins. It's right, it's, which is a weird thing anyway. Story because mm-hmm. eventually you meet Darius, who was working for um, I don't, not that his name Darius, who was working for uh, Kings. Yeah, Darius working for King Xerxes. Okay. The guy, in, well, you play as a guy or the girl in Odyssey. Her grandfather was uh, Le- Le- Leonidas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it goes to the whole story of how the, the different artifacts came from um, that. So this, uh, so this is about the artifacts hyper- origins or something, or something like that. Well, origins, origins. No, origins, um, not origins. So, uh, Odyssey. 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 No, 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 no. It's about a whole bunch of stuff. It tells the stories of the artifacts and the people that came before. Um, mm-hmm. So the people who, uh, what was the name, Juniper or June? Juno. Who, um, like yes, that, because that was all Assassin's Creed th- three yes. stuff and Revelation sure. stuff. So mm-hmm. it tells about the society. Some of them came from Atlantis, stuff like that. So you got you get to explore Atlantis. You get to the first blade, I'm... which was the first DLC for Odyssey, tells you because you meet Darius, who actually has the the hidden blade. And it go without spoiling, it goes through a whole bunch of stuff, and it kind of bridges the gap between uh, Odyssey and Origins, and I think a beautiful way. I, I'm surprised they're still playing around with like the real world storyline in Assassin's Creed as much There's as they are? Much. I don't think anybody cares much. about that. Yeah, because no that, that's, that's kind of the vibe I get now. Like, the stuff about the ones who came before and, like, the app and the artifacts of Eden and all that stuff is very much so in the background, like, kind of shoved in a corner. Like, they can't get away from it because they started with it. But then it's really like, oh, we want to tell uh, a Greece story. We want to tell a Viking story. We want to tell an Egypt story. And, like, that's well, the, the way actual they story now. Is... The way they tie together is it's just uh, just girl. I can't remember her name. I mean, um, I, don't, I don't. I don't feel like we. I don't. I don't want to spoil how they tie together, because I feel like. Well, these games have been out for like over a year now, so. It's not really I mean, it. I I get that, but like, that's not. <laughs> it's, not it's not really. A, it's not really a spoiler. For no, but it, part. but what I'm saying is like it. It feels inconsequential. It's like an afterthought. The way they they seem to be tying. Oh, I'm talking about the new the the real world stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's not talking about DLC, bro. He's talking about the real world stuff. Yeah, like like the the fact that there are real people going in other people's memories. Like that's the yeah, backbone of Assassin's I, Creed. Like I feel like they've thrown all that to the background. Yes, and, like, was Jeff gonna... is trying to explain how that ties together, though. Yeah, but like I feel like it's not important. Like they they went away from it. it was I want to hear it, to Jeff. Bring it up. I, know, I want to <laughs> hear it, Jeff. Go ahead, Jeff. Dang, <laughs> Casey Dang, hates me. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, the one girl, can't remember her name. She's either Egyptian or African American descent. Okay. She finds a way to pretty much jack into any ancestor's memory. I'm sorry. So does, did you say Egyptian or African American? I can't remember. I just remember. <laughs> okay. I can't remember. It's been a while since I played. It. Probably wasn't African American though. <laughs> I, it might have been. We don't know. Um, so she uh, she has the ability. She made a machine that allows her to jack into any ancestor's memory. Before mm-hmm. it was only. That you could go into your own yeah. ancestry, right? Yes. So this one allows her to. That's why uh, Abstergo is mm-hmm. after her because she has that technology, and they want that. She meets um, Desmond's dad, who 
who actually survived because Desmond was alive, dead, um, who recruits her. And it's a whole spiel about that. So it, they made it a little bit more interesting. But the biggest draw is the RPG aspects to the game that they added that make you more, uh, makes it more immersive. Okay. All right. So yeah, they need to just do a like a, a Assassin's Creed twenty thirty or something like that, and just have it all people in the future. That. Yeah, people wanted that, but it, it never materialized. They Especially after they killed Desmond. There was yeah. a fan made uh, video on YouTube that had like futuristic weapons on it. Oh assassin. yeah. Yeah, it was actually pretty well put together. The only problem with all that is think is that it's just gonna be too many guns at this point. Like <laughs> <laughs> before, the, all these stories before guns are super cool. You know what I mean? Before machine that, guns and stuff like that. That watchdogs could have somehow been tied into it as like yep. futuristic assassins. Yep, that was my first thought when I was thinking like, okay, where can you go in the future? Watchdogs. That's the move. I definitely feel that. If they if they did that. Just because it's such a cool concept, I'd that would be a it. dope crossover. <laughs> yeah, that would be an amazing crossover. Like the main character of the next Watch Dogs just hap. Well, uh, the next Watch Dogs is Legion, but like say the one after that, right? Just happens to also be an assassin. <laughs> so it's like yeah, he's a hacker, but then them. he has an eagle that ch- flies around his head. <laughs> well, it would be a drone <laughs> that he would call an eagle, right? And I don't know, like what would the hidden blade be? In his backpack, like a fidget spinner. <laughs> With blades on it. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm trying to update it. I'm a sorry. Hidden, a hidden bladed fidget spinner. That's terrible. All right, so that's that's a good abrupt stop to the street talk. Just doing my job. A little bit of an update to uh, some more somber news was remember the Last of Us Two basically got postponed Bruh. indefinitely, like it had no yeah. release date. Uh, but in a weird turn, just a week after, uh, <laughs> apparently the PlayStation blog announced that it's going to be coming out just a little later. What was it, like a week or two weeks later? July yeah, 17th? Yeah, next month. Mm-hmm. So uh, July yep, 17th is a new release date. Months. I'm sorry, June 19th is a new release date for The Last of Us 2. And then we also got a release date for Ghost of Tsushima, which uh, is now July 17th. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about how this may end up being a PlayStation 5 game. Why do you think they went from we don't have any date, we won't we don't know whether this will come out anytime soon to you know what it's just a couple of weeks. Any speculation on that? <laughs> Maybe the, somebody started looking online or what fans were thinking. <laughs> Maybe they're like, oh crap, the no one's hyped for the, you know, they don't know anything about what we're doing. They don't mm-hmm. know what games we got. We got to give them something. I think someone finally just panicked and said that. I honestly don't know. Um, so do you think that that points at The Last of Us 2 being done or near done? And that they were I maybe trying know. to just hold it because of maybe sales would suffer based on the product line of PS... Of, well, actually, of just people going out and being able to get the game, I guess. Because you can still release it digitally and maybe recoup whatever you're planning to do with this game release, right? Because they already have a ton of PS4. This is a PS4 game, period. Yeah. Do you think maybe they were trying to get away with holding it till the PS5 and then backtracked? I think so. I think they wanted to release at the same time, um, both platforms, and um, decided that that might not be possible. Um, And so they're like, okay, we'll just do this. So conspiracy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about conspiracy. I think um I don't know, man. It just feels like Sony's scrambling. 
it the controller drop, the non, um, non educational or I should say super educational TED talk they had. <laughs> extra yeah. educational yeah, yeah. and the fact that that's still the biggest thing that we have to talk about from sony like that is the biggest it's been thing like a month right it's been I, yeah it's been about a month like the controller was like maybe two three weeks ago maybe three weeks ago and then yeah so maybe it's been more than a month since that ted talk maybe oh my goodness and and unfortunately we still like this is something and even if you go through like the blog comments though people are obviously you know ragging on them a lot of people were like oh thank you for telling us this we now have something thank you for this update so they are hungry for information and oh yeah very clear that playstation has it it's just what are you waiting for you like like what what exactly are you waiting for because we want it they like we want it they want it and i mean and the the interesting line that i that i took from that blog was um as we begin to see an ease in the global distribution environment like what 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 what, what exactly? <laughs> where exactly? Where? What ease are you possibly talking about? What? What Corona is that? Ain't stopped yet, as far as I know. <laughs> yeah, that. What? Yeah, and what actually, ease? we got killer bees now, which is on top oh, of yeah, coronavirus. Yeah, we got. Yeah, we got. Yeah, <laughs> bees now. New bees came to North America. If anything, distribution should slow down again. <laughs> wow. So, and and it's like, and I guess maybe because I've been on that side releasing a press release or updates things like that it's just it it this this is just filled with such useless words that they had to highlight the actual parts of this statement that actually mean something yeah which is, <laughs> the way which it's written like, <laughs> right it's like blah 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 june 19th july 17th we don't care about any and anything else like the rest of it was just speculation really so it's like and so I unfortunately am maintaining the same attitude as I did when we last talked about Sony. Um, thanks, I guess. <laughs> I game, think, you um, now, you know, this, this is a double-edged sword, right? Because there's a, there's uh, an asterisk next to this story about the, the Last of Us 2, right? right? Oh, there's an oof in there. <laughs> so... Oh. Uh, gamer, do you want to take this one? Uh, sure. All right. So, as reported on Kotaku.com, Last of Us 2 leakers are, quote-unquote, not affiliated with Naughty Dog, Sony says. So, unfortunately, somewhere, some someone somewhere on the internet did the one thing that people on the internet always do, and that's ruin good things for every everyday normal people. So, it turns out that the story for Last of Us 2 was released and sony said in a statement that sie sony uh uh, identified thank you sony interactive entertainment has identified the primary individuals responsible for the unauthorized release of tlo2's assets they are not affiliated with naughty dog or sie um because originally that's what the internet was yeah yeah. because of like this weird shift in dates people thinking like sony was the one forcing them to either push it back or release it early or whatever some disgruntled employee just went took the the story bits and then like threw it on the internet (laughs) 
as like a fu to their own yeah, company. Like I gotta, I gotta say, what was what was the point in? I I didn't really see what was the point in in, in releasing that earlier, like 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 having that leaked. And that's why I, originally what I was gonna say is I I for the PlayStation loyalists out there, I know that they were happy to get this release date back, but almost simultaneously with the news of the release date, they got this story leak. <laughs> so I feel like a lot of them can't win right now. <laughs> It, it, it sucks. Don't read it. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully they didn't read it because like. Um, but there's lots of people who did. Yeah, you know because that's I mean? the thing. Like the way the way these things get released, they get released on super popular forums, and like it's for this exact purpose to spoil oh. people. So like they don't necessarily yeah. know what it was that they were maybe clicking into. Like maybe it had a. Different then you see a meme, yeah. you know, and you're like, "What's that meme about? Oh, this person died." You know, right, so I mean? like, like now that yeah. a bunch of people were spoiled, they can be like, "Oh." There's spoilers here. Don't go over there. So that's kind of what I find. I didn't want to dig deeper into that part of the story. Yeah. But um, the fact that now we know that it wasn't anyone from the company itself that makes more sense to me. You know that it was yeah. some hacker or some whoever who got a hold of it, either for clout or just to be a troll because they just exist out in the world. They just they got access to information that a lot of people don't, and then they wanted to show that they had the information. Because that yep. somehow makes them feel better. I've never understood that about kind of like spoilers or leakers in that regard. Like, what is it about that privileged information that makes people want to kind of spoil somebody else's good time? I think it's not so much I have the information. It's that I have something that I know you want. So in so many words, maybe it's maybe it's a play of, of power, like... I have the ability to make this person have a bad time because they're looking forward to this one thing and I'm going to, I'm going to ruin it because I so can't trolling on a large level. Right. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to, it, it's unfortunately um, it's, it's kind of why I play GTA solo because I could be minding my own business, doing my own thing. Next thing you know, an oppressor blows me up for no reason, just because mm. they can, mm. just yeah. because they can. And this is a perfect example of just because I can. No one like I I I, I bypassed whatever system, and now I'm able to, and now I'm able to ruin things for people on the internet um, because I can, and because I don't know who those people are, right? So like, there are no yeah no repercussions have, coming yeah, no my ties. way, except no, uh, there is there is legal recourse but, for someone outside of a company, you know, getting oh, access yeah. to and then releasing confidential. Stuff like this, right? Oh yeah, yes, oh, yes. yes. These, 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 these dudes are like done, son. They, they're not making a dime, especially if Sony. Life. If Sony, <laughs> if Sony is saying that they've identified who these people are, then exactly then like we caught them, boys. Right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's, yo, I would love to see these guys get out of it. That would be a legal acrobatic act. That would be gorgeous. <laughs> this, but this, it sounds like oh, they're about to get fried. They're about yeah, to get fried. It, this, I think this reminds me of when Persona 5 first came out and Atlas um, was stopping any and all like streaming, play of, streaming of that game. Yeah, you couldn't like, capture nothing off of that. <laughs> yeah, was it, for, was it for the first month? It was for a while. I don't, I remember I don't because... know how long it was, but the idea was that, you know, we, you know, we at Atlas, we care about this story, we want people to enjoy it, like... 
no like no spoiler anything like that and um the fandom was very much ready to tar and feather anyone who was even thinking about posting something like that now now that is my mentality i can get behind Mm -hmm. so you know i i have a another another take for this particular situation right okay Uh, to to pull back the assassin's creed valhalla stuff We've known that that game was going to have a Norse theme for a while now, right? And that was also due to leaks. There wasn't anything that Ubisoft presented that said that. Ubisoft, year after year, kind of gets their their Assassin's Creed theme leaked, right? To the point where some people think that they're doing it on purpose. But, like, if, say, this trailer had dropped uh, the other day for Valhalla and no one knew that it was going to be Viking-themed and you saw that it was Viking-themed... Would that have made it in like a bigger impact? Because we all knew Vikings were coming, and then we saw the trailer like, "Oh, cool! It's Vikings!" Like we thought. Do you think that the only way I knew? I'm I'm not gonna lie. The only way I knew Vikings were coming was because of the live stream the day before when they were they did their reveal of it. You know, they were doing a drawing of um, uh, some of the main characters. That's the only way I knew. I, I hadn't so you really hadn't read heard, up on it before. You hadn't heard no. Assassin's Creed Ragnarok at any point before. Yeah, I heard like no. Yeah, because that's what I people were thinking was like the tag. I even heard before Odyssey came out that it was going to be Vikings. Yeah, they see, no, I didn't. Vikings. <laughs> if I saw a screenshot, I probably assumed it was the latest God of War. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it they didn't have any concept art or anything. They just had like word of mouth. Of okay, so and then that being said, yeah, um, me seeing it for the first time, like, oh, it's Vikings. It, it was cool. It wasn't um, mind blowing necessarily, but if I had known ahead of time, I don't know if um, it would really change my opinion of the trailer and what I think about the game today. Well, then, what's your take on like breaking news? Because a lot of so this is the thing though—a uh-huh. theme and a whole story. Yeah, two different yeah, ways. Cle- yeah, clearly, clearly, there's a different <laughs> level of spoiler because that's actually spoiling yeah. what's in the game, right? Exactly. But in in some instances, like. People who are in a rush to kind of be the first to get a scoop, like they'll oh, do, to like, break news. Oh it, man! Like you can end up kind of spoiling something because that's what happened um, with uh, that James gotta... Bond movie. Remember? Oh um, yes, the latest one where he's where, where like um... basically uh, Daniel Craig loses the title. Yeah, and then, of um, 007. A black woman oh, girl picks it up. takes up the mantle. That's a part of the story that apparently was broken out as a news piece to kind of be like oh check this out we talked about that on stream and we talked about spoilers and i'm gonna say the same thing i'm gonna find the old episode too uh, sorry we talked about this on the podcast um and it's the same way i feel about what they've been doing with uh the mandalorian in in some ways mm-hmm. i think all spoilers are bad all spoilers are bad it shouldn't be breaking news when they said um that the mandalorian the next season is going to include some of the original um Star Wars characters. Yeah, and they're talking I didn't about want to know that. Ahsoka, Tano, possibly this, that. I don't want to know any of that. I want to say, boom, it released. Let me start watching it. Oh my gosh, this person's in it. You know what I mean? Like, that's right. what I want. That, I don't want to be like, I'm oh, when at. are they going to show up? When are they going to show up? Yeah. So, I, there's, I think all kinds of spoilers are bad. You know what I'm saying? And all this breaking news, um, us, we, you know, we'd like to do nerd and game. Um, um, news, but I don't want to spoil nothing for y'all. I, I want y'all to have a good experience. I want you guys to enjoy the games that we're enjoying. Be hyped about the stuff we're hyped about. You know, 
I'm not going to drop stuff ahead of time just because I can. No, no, no. I'll let oh, you I know. Mean, hey, on the other hand, doesn't it also feed hype? Like when they give you on-set photos, like they, they they did the test shot for Robert Pattinson in the Batman suit. I hate that stuff, man. Well, no, no. If that's the main character, that's something different, right? Main character, there's little previews here and there. Okay, those, that's, those are called teasers. There's mm-hmm. spoilers and there's teasers. Spoilers, you're spoiling a huge, uh, pivotal point of whatever product it is. A teaser like, oh, look, you might be able to see this. Oh, this is this is what the outfit looks like. Oh, he's got a bike ride like this. But, like, but you're not telling like, the what? mechanics of it. There's a line. I mean, there's yeah, so a like, line. Where, where like is when they it? showed Han was still alive in Fast and Furious? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of confusion going on with that. <laughs> right. But like stuff like but that yeah, should would that have been, been great to see in, in the, the movie, movie or and not outside of it. Or is it see, a teaser? Though, like that. Some people could be like, "That's not a teaser." You don't that think is so? Not okay. a teaser. That's across that the is line. a huge story plot. <laughs> That's like, that is a all these writers know. Go ahead. Okay. All these writers know what their main story plots are. What their Big turning pivotal moments are, right? Now, I'm not saying it's the writer's fault that we're getting sweats. That, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that all of these stories have been given to somebody or shown to somebody ahead of time with the trust that they know what story is too. And they know what this content is as well. And they knowingly put out this information to get people hyped, to get clicks on the page. And, and, and really, it sp- spoils a lot of the content. I'm not just going to talk about movies. I'm also talking about video games. You know, it spoils a lot of the content. If I know I what's coming, mm-hmm. no, you know, not, that yeah, if I know what's coming, that doesn't always ruin the story, but it definitely changes my mind going into that. That's the very story. true. Yeah. And on that vein, I want to talk about comics because don't they always do that, Jeff? Like, the cover of the comic is the big plot point. Like, the death of Superman or the death Ooh. of Wolverine. or well, But that, then the story is about how they get there, right? Yes, that's completely different. Is it? So, because, right. like, say Han is revealed in the trailer. And it's like, how the hell is but Han Han's still alive? not the main character. He's I know not he's the not the main character. Main, but, but that's a big... You're saying that's a big story point, right? But they're not telling you how. They're showing you that Han's back. So you want to watch it to find out how. So how is that different than say the death of Superman? Because Superman, Superman can't Superman die, is the right? Main character, but Superman can't die. So the, you still want to read it to find out how, right? That's what that's what I'm thinking. They're both. Did you ask me a rhetorical question, or do you want to? No, I, I, I want to. Yeah, no, yeah, I want to. No, because there was Blue, breath in there for me to, to say nothing. I'm just going to point it out. No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to see what your perspective is on those situations. Speak up. Those are Use the man voice. Come on now. <laughs> It just gets a little cluttered. I don't want to be, you know. But anyway, there's, there's different. Uh, so, Crisis on Infinite Earth. Mm-hmm. We know this big event is happening. We know what's going on. We don't know how everything's going to take place. Same thing with, um, I want to say, Infinity Wars. Mm-hmm. We all watching them trying to stop Thanos from getting the gems. But we've already seen a picture with him with the gauntlet on with all the gems in it. Mm -hmm. But what we're going to find out is how is he going to get it? How are they going to stop him once he gets it? And how all that's going to unfold? I think that's completely different than saying um, at the end of the movie, Thanos dies and so does Tony. And then we're going to find out how Tony dies. I see what you're saying. You and saying? you're saying that the I, spoiler... I mean, because for half of it, yeah. 
But then the other half, it's the same thing because you could then make it be like we find out that Tony dies at in the end of this movie, and then we're gonna find out how. Well, there's been movies like that where um, they start off with a death or something like that. Something. Yeah, um, I mean, so yeah, that's kind of like backwards storytelling. For the CW, it says Flash is gonna die in crisis. In the crisis, wait. Flash how, so wait, die. how do you know that Flash is gonna die? The Monitor tells him that. The monitor. Oh, so that's so something that's in the show, plot. right? It's a story plot. Something in the that. show, yes. So yeah, well, that's in the show. It, it, I'm saying it tells you that in the beginning, like before that season even starts, the monitor comes and says, "Hey, the, there's a crisis coming, and you're not going to survive it." That's not spoiler. That's part of the show. I, he, that, that's part because of his mindset now that he knows he's going to die. Yeah, like so you're watching him time, deal with that. Yeah, he's going to spend that's the whole time, time trying to get around that. To me, that's something. the same thing. It's like an Easter egg at the end of a movie because this happens before that season takes place. But that's part of the content. We're talking about people, I think, reporters. It's just, oh, I'm talking about the same. He's talking about comic book covers. I'm saying that's yeah, kind yeah. of the same thing that they yeah, give you. Yeah, because that, yeah, okay. I get oh, okay, okay. I, I, I see saying. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You're saying that is part of the story that they're giving you the foreshadowing that this is going to happen. Yes. There is foreshadowing and then there's teasers and there's spoilers, right? Foreshadowing, I think, is 99% included within the content. Now, comic books, I'm not going to defend comic books because comic books have been around since forever. I don't know all of their structures and um, really how fast the stories are getting paced out. So I can't, I can't defend that. But I will say that there are people that know better that are not doing better. <laughs> There's people that know better. That I did not need to know that original characters were going to be in the next season of Mandalorian. I did not need to know that. If you knew there was a baby Yoda before the, the show started, how would it have been as impactful as it was finding out on your own? If I knew that there was a baby Yoda before... Oh. That's so let's say they licensed it. it, they had merchandise out. He's like, oh, so at some point, there's going to be a baby Yoda. As opposed to all of us being surprised. Well, I, kept the memes spoiled lip. it for me. So Yeah, there's but memes I, and everything that dropped. Before the, before the episode came out, there were no memes before the before the episode released. So if you saw it on that day before other people saw it. Or before mm -hmm. Yeah, before, that's different, though. That's not yeah. what we're talking about. That's no, no, after no, no, it's no. been released. You're, you're not hearing me. What I'm saying okay. is... If it was merchandise, because a lot of times stuff gets spoiled you based on a merchandise that was ordered before the series actually comes out. Mm -hmm. So if that had happened and you knew there was a Baby Yoda somewhere in that show. How would I have would... known? He's saying if you knew. Yeah, I know, but okay. Now, merchandise sometimes like, let's say you yeah. knew that there was a Baby Yoda, but didn't see any of the Mandalorian yet. Okay. Would you have felt spoiled when he showed up? Like, cause would I feel spoiled? Yeah, like is that a big um, deal that like, that he exists? Yeah, uh, I don't think so. No, I don't think that was a major. So a lot of shows or movies or whatever it is, they get spoiled because merchandise gets ordered before the series or movie actually comes out. So like news reporters pick up on so that people, and then they report. So people will see that hey, yo, there's a but that's baby go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, thank you. Baby Yoda doll coming out. It's been ordered by Hasbro to be commissioned to be made or whatever it is. It's going to be part of the Mandalorian line. Mm -hmm. And then you go, he's going to be in the Mandalorian. And you go and watch the Mandalorian. I'm saying, would it have been as impactful knowing there was one in there and expecting it or seeing it for the first time? Obviously, seeing it for the first time without prior knowledge is going to be more That's what jarring. I'm saying. 
Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. another, you know, that's another thing that I was pointing towards. I don't understand the point because all I'm saying is without that knowledge. A, I wasn't making a counterpoint to you. I was adding to your point because you brought it to Mandalorian. So I was saying the same thing. Whereas like if, the fact that you didn't want to know yeah. about those characters. Oh, okay. Sorry. The way you was covered, I thought it was a counterpoint. Well, there's a point tra- and then trying to get in there, trying to put that point in between you guys. You guys were kind of going. So for me to get it in, this was the first time I could get it in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all right. I, okay. I feel like it's so much more fluid to be like, because yes, they're like when people just tell you plot points in the story, usually that's bad because you want to experience that yourself. But then some people use plot points, like future plot points in the story, as foreshadowing to tell the story. And in those cases, like how there's no way to know for sure beforehand whether it's going to be that impactful, like because people don't know the story. You know what I mean? So like when you say like Han showed up in that trailer, like I kind of thought that was cool. Like I don't, I didn't consider that a spoiler because I went like, oh crap, how did they bring this guy back? And that made me want to go see it. Right, and definitely that's that's what a trailer was supposed to give you questions, right? Mm-hmm. But how many times have you guys watched the comedy and you saw all the best jokes in the commercial? Well, yeah, that's that's bad. <laughs> it's terrible. But that's lazy. And, that's and lazy. What, yeah. Well, this is what I'm talking about, right? I'm talking about the advertisers. I'm talking about the writers of these articles. That's what I'm talking about, right? Not the content that's in it. And Jeff, like you mentioned before, the merchandise ahead of time can be spoiling. And, and But at the same time, it's who reports this. Because not everybody sees the merchandise ahead of time, right? Who's Ooh, putting out... Stuff, they, they, you know, a lot of times yeah, not there's people looking time. for this stuff. Yeah. 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 And they're looking for this stuff for advanced information, to leak out to people, which I think is crappy. <laughs> but then the people click on it, so like that's what their incentive is. People want to know about these. these I'm not saying people don't stuff. click. Yeah, it sucks. So, I'm just saying yeah, it's, it's diminishing it's, it's the just, art. It's a minefield, essentially. You just gotta be lucky enough and savvy enough to, to you know to look up the stuff that you like in terms of movies and TV and stuff and games, and then not stumble upon someone trying to give you info that you don't necessarily want. I'm gonna tell y'all something that's real, right? Um. Anytime a new Star Wars movie comes out, I do not watch the trailer. I do my damnness not to see the cover art, you know, uh-huh. the poster art. I don't read no articles on it. If I'm watching a movie, you can ask my girl, you could ask the rest of my family, any of my friends I go with. If I'm watching a movie and I hear the dun, dun, da, 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 any kind of Star Wars thing, <laughs> I'm like, all right, guys, I'll be right back. I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> I do my because I love man, that series so much. I do my best to not get spoiled. You know what I'm saying? Because it ruins the art when you know certain things are coming. So hey, we're going back in circles. But yeah, yeah, you know, there's there's lots there's lots that um, people can do to to revitalize the, the visual media. And, you, um, you, and this this is gonna be my final counterpoint to what you just said. <laughs> okay, you love the Clone Wars, right? I do love the Clone and Wars. You know how that story ends. That's not considered a spoiler because that's not considered because it's part, part of, of the, the content. Okay, so it's part of the content. Yeah. Right. So, I, I, all I'm saying is like, there's like there's weird energy in the in the world of spoilers, and like sometimes people are just getting it wrong as opposed to like what they're trying to do because they can there's be people who to... know better there's people who know better <laughs> uh-huh. and are not doing better i get you, like, you there's think... lots of gray area but there's people who know better and not doing better 
Fair enough. You're thinking a spoiler could be it depends on who it's perceived by. So I might see something as being a spoiler. Yeah, because yeah, it's like, oh, you were supposed to know about this before this story takes place. But then on the other hand, it probably wouldn't have hurt if you didn't know about it and then still got whatever the reveal was as opposed to just leading up to what the reveal is. Like, say, if you like if you read a Superman comic and he just died at the end of it, that would probably be very shocking. <laughs> right. But I get what you're saying where I, I do generally like the older trailers where they were more teasers than they were pretty much a good piece of the movie where you know like, this is going to happen like plot this points happen, beat for happen. beat yeah before trailers were just like a few seconds you got to see something here and there and even took it out of context they moved things around oh yeah so that way you didn't understand exactly what it was so i do get that to um to that point okay mm-hmm. so we'll move on to our final topic um <clears throat> The Xbox Series X, apparently, Phil Spencer confirmed it is still on schedule. It's going to be launching holiday 2020. Still haven't given an exact date. But a lot of those games that are going to be accompanying it for its launch window may be delayed. Thoughts? We already know why. <laughs> but what are your thoughts on on that possibility? We know why. I mean, <laughs> like just yeah. like you said, we get it. Um, and it sucks. And we get it. Cause my, because previously we were saying like in terms of like Sony and Microsoft competing with each other, even if neither company can get their console out, their physical box out to to people, Microsoft had an advantage because they can still put those games on either their PC side or on you know the original Xbox and, and like or... the downgraded version. Mm-hmm. But if the games don't come. How does the next generation even start? <laughs> and that's a good question. Like what um, like what happens if next gen is delayed? Like that's kind of what we're looking at here, right? Next gen is definitely looking delayed. Um I feel like honestly, that's all. It's going to be delayed until it's not. And I don't think anyone's going to lose their mind over it necessarily i think games are still going to come out like just like we said you know xbox has the and and microsoft has the capability to release today if they really wanted to uh newer new games and new content and stuff like that um and i don't feel like sony has the same capability or at least the capability to the capacity that microsoft does so in that case um I feel like if neither of these next gens come out anytime soon, Microsoft's still going to have a, a, a leg up as far as new content goes. But that's about it, honestly. I think everyone understands why everything's delayed. So it sucks, but it is what it is. Did you have something you want to add, Gamer? Or... Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just going to be it. I, I feel like it's just going to be a continuation of exactly what's happening right now because what would be the catalyst for change? What would be the catalyst for anything? to like really it's going to be okay so next generation can't happen because it's either can't get the console out or can't get the game so we're just going to continue what we're doing now which would be sony releasing useless information and then microsoft continuing to dominate convenience which is what the, which, which is kind of where we are right now and then nintendo just sitting on their animal crossing money <laughs> like so so you're saying um 
the tail end of this console generation is kind of flipping the script in terms of the the narrative for Sony and Microsoft. Like Microsoft is kind of coming out on top in terms of what they're providing to their consumers, and Sony is kind of lacking in that department, right? And they've been, and and they they have been uh, way before this uh, way before this pandemic happened. Sony has been significantly lackluster in comparison to Microsoft. On their own, looking at them, looking at Sony on their own, not bad. We we see why you are as big as you think you are. Notice I use the word big as you think you are. Um, But when you compare it to what Microsoft has been doing, it shows how, if if I'm going to take this in a non-bashing approach, it shows what more Sony could possibly be doing. And it raises questions, perhaps, hopefully, to the Sony ponies, why haven't you been doing this for us? We see that Microsoft has all that over there, but I'm over here on this side just watching. I could use some of that over here. Like, I would I would do that over here. Can you give that to me, Sony? And then Sony's like, you know, Herder, we have another Vita update. We stopped the hackers again. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, what about- um, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. What about you, Jeff? Oh, nope. I think I said everything. Uh, all my thoughts on that one. Okay, because I, I wonder if if it isn't, you know, the first-party companies, if it's the games that are being delayed. I feel like we're running into a similar situation with, like, the movie industry. Like, if the content's not out yet, it's, it's less that um, things are staying the same and kind of like, there's nothing happening. Like you're going to be playing the same games that you've had because the new ones aren't ready. Like the new consoles aren't, you know, ready. So it's like, if there's a lag in terms of that content, like what happens, like what fills that vacuum for gamers? Like, do, do we just wait? Like are companies losing money because like new, you know, titles aren't being released in that time period. Like when, like what starts to maybe break first? Well, I guess it's just, if we can't, well, I think of it like this. If we can't create new things, we're just going to try to keep updating and maintaining what we already have out there. Let's just say for let's just okay. say for example, the 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 next Grand Theft Auto can't happen. The next Grand Theft Auto can't happen. So, they update 5 again. They 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 maintain what they already have because that's all that they have out there and it would be a detriment to just put their hands up and say, okay, well, I mean, we can't put out this new thing. So, I mean, I guess we just can't do anything, Bob. Let's just keep, uh, you know, smoking our janitor's salary in cigarettes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I came up with that. I don't know why specifically uh, that image popped inside my head, but that I I feel it's going to be just a lot of updates. Like um, Borderlands 3 had the the cartels a little free up. That 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 free event, I could see a whole lot of things happening with a few games. I don't think it's gonna happen like uh, Super, uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake or or anything like that. Oh, <laughs> oh. got some of that um, Jeff gravity going on. <laughs> oh. Did you backhand your camera? Is that what happened? <laughs> That's that Chicago wind. <laughs> Yo, keep that part. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, I did want to uh, like because 
that actually makes the most sense. Like after asking yeah. that question, like the fact that there are so many games that are games as services, um, probably a lot of them were going to continue development into this next generation anyway. That's probably going to be what comes to the forefront. Like whatever was already roll, popular, roll like out. you know Fortnite, uh, Rainbow Six Siege, uh, Call of Duty Warzone. R- RDO, they're starting to put that on uh, Game Pass. So yeah. you know that they're going to try and drop some extra stuff for that. At right. Some so okay, time. that that makes the most sense to me. That that was a good. Response. I don't. I, I'm. I want one. One of you guys tell me how nice the online is for that while I'm in my terabyte on GTA Five because I just. I'm gonna be playing it. Okay. I'm gonna play it, bro. I don't, I don't, I don't like, know if I deleted it yet. Uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. We played that. Yeah. We had some fun with that. Um, a little bit. Yeah. And she got shot in the head. Um, Who doesn't get shot in the head in one of these games? Like, you gonna no, pretend no, no. you never I'll, got shot I'll, in the I'll, head? <laughs> I'll post the video. He was hopping from horse to horse, and some guy just came out of nowhere. All right. No, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I remember that specific time. Oh my goodness. But um, you know what? If if that game is still installed on my console, then I'll I'll see what online looks like. If not, I'm just gonna I'm gonna forget it. <laughs> okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I just I'm just looking at it like, oh, okay. So it's a. Uh, GTA and the Wild Wild West. Cool. Yes, it is. <laughs> so that's going to do it for our topics for this week. Um, still don't have any new emails in the mailbag, so definitely please send emails to bbetgaming at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. Um, you don't have to ask us stuff just about video games. We'll answer questions about, you know, life events, you know, personal things about us, you know, just weird topics that you just want our opinion on. Uh, we're, 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 we're open open like that. You know, so yeah. <laughs> try your hand at a, at a weird question. See, see that. <laughs> not too weird though. Yeah, not not. Don't get disrespectful. That's all. Send me the weird questions. Yeah, <laughs> send, send gamers personal inbox the most weird stuff, and then just send us the regular weird stuff. <laughs> You'll filter it down. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jeff, where can people find you on the internet? So you can find me at Superman Jeff Twelve across all social media. That's Instagram. That's Twitter. That's Facebook. That's MySpace. That's uh, Zenga. Yeah. You want black blackpeoplebeat.com? <laughs> Why do you even know about something like that? <laughs> and definitely make sure to hit that subscribe button. Eat those subscriptions. I think we need like 25 more. Tell your friends. Tell your, tell your friends' friends. Tell your mama. Tell your daddy. Tell your sugar daddy. Whoever you need to tell. Mm-hmm. Hit that like button so we can get subscriptions. So we can uh, Let them know. start monetizing. <laughs> Gamer, what about you? Where can people find you if they're looking for you on the internet? You can find me at startbuttonreview.com. I am also on almost all social media platforms as S-B-R-M-R-G-A-M-E-R. Um, on Instagram, I am, there is an underscore between S-B-R and uh, Mr. Gamer. I have my podcast, which is S-B-R Reports on Spotify. Um, and uh yeah, I've been I, I've been responding to some messages. Um, I actually got a DM on Twitter, which um, only brought my anxiety up a little bit. But then I remembered, oh yeah, I asked people to contact me. Hi, <laughs> that was um, so so that was the thing. So yeah, definitely keep that up. That was um, that was uh, refreshing. Cool. Sweet. Blue, what about you? Where can people find you on here? It's your boy, Blue Bones, B-L-U-B-0-N-E-S. Um, you can find me with that tag on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Play With Blue Bones, um, PlayStation, Xbox. I dropped the XB, y'all. 
It's, I know. Yeah, I know. Now hold on. Drop the on. XV. Hold yeah. on. Bro. Now that doesn't mean there's no Wakanda forever. You know what I'm saying? That that that, is, that doesn't change. <laughs> okay. Now, what's the question? Are the numbers still there? Okay, so this is what happened, right? Um, just real quick, tiny story mm-hmm. as we're leaving. I was um, everyone gets one free gamer tag change. Um, I did it recently. I was trying to drop off the XB, and then it adds the numbers, just like you'll see on Discord, to the end of it. Now, that wasn't something I chose, and hopefully there's no blue bones with one number off. Uh, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's still just my unique tag, and all you got to search for is blue bones, B-L-U-B-0-N-E-S. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. And Sigma, where can folks find you? Um, you can find me on pretty much all social media at Sigma Gears 9. Uh, mm-hmm. You can find me on Facebook at Sigma and Sun. You can find my three-minute reviews as well as opinion pieces, etc., on escapist.com or escapistmagazine.com, uh, as well as our Sunday night streams, uh, Sunday game night streams. Um, uh, also wanted to say fairly soon I may be bringing back uh, what I used to call the lag discussions that I did prior okay. to working for Escapist yeah, yeah. here for the BBET's YouTube channel. Um, it's going to go by a different name, clearly. But um, yeah, <laughs> just keep keep a lookout for that in the future. I've already written something and have some other ideas for like topics that I'll discuss in the future. It's just when I get the free time to kind of start producing those, I'll put them out yeah. as they come. So like, it probably won't be on the schedule anytime soon. But uh, just kind of keep that on the radar for the future. Um, but that's pretty much it. Uh, I want to thank my three co-hosts once again for indulging in this podcast on a regular basis. I want to thank everyone for listening at home, everyone for watching. Yeah, yeah. YouTube. That's gonna do it for episode forty. Four. Four. Games cast. Thanks, everybody. Peace. Adios.